Welcome to Mudville, a podcast about baseball and cinema. I'm Brody Staub. I'm Nolan Rabine. We hope you enjoy. What does podcaster headspace look like? Uh, to me, it's just pepped up with unnecessary energy. Yeah. But I'm sure. drinking tea called stress relief, so maybe not the best choice. Brody has become a huge tea guy. I bought in, a kettle. In recent weeks. I, look, I have noticed that. It's I, I don't like caffeine, and I like a hot drink sometimes. Sure. So. Well, I, I do like caffeine, but not mid-afternoon. I I've never been a tea guy or a coffee guy, actually. I Another enjoy both. So I love coffee in the mornings, but I can't drink it all day long. Sometimes you just want a nice hot you know, cup of something. I can't like, always be Joe. I like tea what, in the winter. Yeah, in the winter, too. It's what nice. are your favorite teas? Like, what are your hot tea takes? <laughs> As opposed to my cold tea takes? Yeah. Like iced tea takes? Yeah. Uh, well, I like, uh, I like a ginseng or a jasmine normally. The best cup of tea I've ever had was in the East Village. <laughs> really? Shut up. I've been living in the city for a long time now. I'm a different... <laughs> I'm, I'm cultured. Let's all go around and say the best cup of tea you've ever <laughs> the had. The best cup of tea I ever had was in the East Village, and it was a tea latte, a jasmine tea latte from Physical Graffiti, which is underneath the building where the Physical Graffiti album cover was... Uh, or the photo was taken. Oh. On St. Mark's. Interesting. It was I a very expensive cup of tea, dead. but it was delicious. I went over to the bodega today and... Uh, what, do you live in New York or something? I do. And I bought an Arizona tea that said half iced tea, half lemonade. So it made me think, did they lose the rights to Arnold Palmer's name? Was, it was a, like, I think that's a completely separate thing, is it I not? Miss, no, it, it, because... Was, was that an Arizona yeah, vehicle? Yeah, Arizona <laughs> in the past, like they had, this, they had the exact same like thin, like tall yeah. bottles, but it had like the Arnold Palmer logo and the Arnold Palmer name and everything. Yeah, but I thought that was like a, a separate product, was it not? I mean, I had, I had never seen what I saw today and what I bought today. <laughs> I've never before. seen I had what never I've seen, seen today. I was not yeah. subjected to this brandless cocktail this is the first day of the rest of my life yeah is it because arnold palmer died so they were like his estate i had that thought they they shut his name i was kind of like maybe the (laughs) took back his nli or nil rights (laughs) the ap check stopped cashing so yeah now it's just it's just arizona tea again yeah wow all right anyway brutal (laughs) (laughs) anyway welcome back to mudville uh today we have a very special guest on the pod my brother the other staub What's up, boys? How we doing? Doing all right. I'm doing okay. It's Usually we talk about more than tea, so yeah, just I a mean, fair warning. Well, I do like tea, so if that's what I'm here to discuss, I'd be glad to oblige. Oh, I had a lot of uh, takes about how lemon tea is underrated among the youth. So that's I, I would I'd agree with that. I don't think that's that much of a hot take. Mudville, um, a podcast about baseball, cinema, and tea. <laughs> Honestly, it kind of fits the vibe. But yeah, why not? Well, anyway, well, Joe Torrey likes green tea. We know that. I didn't. Know He's a that. big green tea guy. He used to. He was a. He was a Lipton brand man, wasn't he? Uh, I believe Bi- it was Bigelow. Baby. Oh, it is Bigelow. It's Bigelow tea, the official tea of the New York Yankees. Should know that. Well, I try not to associate my favorite sports figures with the brands that they. Well, endorse. they try to do that. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> today we have a very special episode as we are going to be doing our American League preview. Um, next week, look out for the NL preview. But today mm-hmm. we're going to start with the American League. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, no, we're not getting ahead of ourselves at all. I think. But um, I think we also have some other things on our mind that we like I to think talk about. We Nolan. do, Morgan. Would you like to tell us about your little uh, 2023 initiative here that you've been taking? Yeah. So I think it's great that you had me on a podcast about movies and uh, baseball because. 
I'm really into baseball. Cinema and baseball. Cinema. Oh, I we're, apologize. We're classy here. I didn't know you guys were auteurs. We'll put the fuck <laughs> up, yeah. uh, although I have noticed that you do have the uh, the bookshelves at a 45 degree angle, which <laughs> is the symbol of an auteur. Of yeah. course. Um, I have decided to try to watch 50 movies in 2023. The, the which, big 5-0. Yes. And, uh, I, Cracking those double digits. I believe that will be about... I want to say about three and a half times my previous high for a year. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've been mostly... I have kind of odd taste in movies, as I think you both are aware sure. of. I uh, prefer uh, what are known as, like, bad movies. <laughs> um, like, for instance, I would argue, as uh, Brody knows, that the greatest film of all time is the uh, 90s vehicle Speed, starring oh, Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. I think that's now, a perfect Morgan, movie. what is the premise of that movie? <laughs> was vehicle used as a play on words? Yes, it okay. was. It was, good. Good. I, it was good. I love it. I do, too. Uh, so Speed is basically a movie that explores the age-old question, what if a bus couldn't slow down? <laughs> now... People, <laughs> philosophers have been struggling with this one, grappling yes. yeah. that, for decades, uh, when centuries. Pla- when Plato was doing the allegory of the cave, <laughs> this was the next one. So, uh, yeah, so I'm w- trying to watch 50 movies this year. Uh, I watched. Uh, um, I believe that was actually cut from the Metamorphoses when it was written. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was originally in there. Ovid was like, I'm, "I'm good with this. This is not necessary." Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm. Tr- I last night I watched the movie Idiocracy, which sure. is. From 2006, it's Mike Judge, who I think created King of the Hill. He did. That's, uh, that's correct. Yep. And uh, all I have Got to say is that, um, all I have to say about that is that uh, I wonder who ghost wrote King of the Hill, because <laughs> this thing, fellas, was not really very uh, appealing to me for a few reasons. And look, I, I understand it's from 2006. I understand that was somewhat of a different time, maybe when... You had more, uh, we'll say. Bush sl- era was a weird time. Yeah, we'll say, we'll say you had more slurs and comedy movies, but like, <laughs> like th- this movie was like it was like really strange and uh, like very much a product of its time, and it made me realize bad time. Glad we're not there anymore. Yeah, no, I'm, I've never seen this movie. The only thing I know about it is the discourse from Twitter, like a few years ago, when everyone was saying, you know. We're we're in idiocracy. This is it. And then everyone was like, actually, that movie has like a weird eugenic slant with it <laughs> that people probably should talk about. That's but a very hack lib take to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing about idiocracy that I did appreciate is that there's several little jokes in that movie that are unbelievable, such as uh, the Carl's Jr. tagline being, I believe, um, "Eat at Carl's Jr. Uh, fuck you," which I think is <laughs> sure. pretty good. I mean, uh, yeah. And like, they would I do wish it if that they was could. Real slogan. Yeah, they yeah. would do it if they could. <laughs> and uh, also another good bit from that movie is that in the future nobody drinks water; they just drink uh, uh, Gatorade and soda. No, and that's like you. That's kind of what I do yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's actually a utopian future for. See, no nobody one. drinks tea in the future in <laughs> no, idiocracy. God. That's the problem. That's where everything went wrong. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, back to the tea section of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but in idiocracy, a good bit is that since no one drinks. Uh, water the only place they recognize water from is the toilet so there's a part in the movie when uh luke wilson's character as we all know see the main actor, character yes he of plays course. joe bowers sure uh good every man name exactly and he decide he says uh, can i get a glass of water i'm really stressed here because i'm in the future and they say what do you mean the stuff from the toilet and and that's just a fun <laughs> bit for oh the whole boy. family <laughs> everybody loves that so yeah um i have to say that doesn't he uh, become the president 
Yes, he does. Right? That's what happens. The president of idiocracy? Of of the country. Yes. What what year does this movie take place in? Twenty twenty one. Not seen it. <laughs> it takes place in twenty five oh five, I think. Okay. Twenty five oh five? Charles Jr. is still around in five hundred years. Yes. Yeah. Five hundred years. No more water, but we have Carl's Jr. Yes. Your yes. protein feeding station, Carl's oh, Jr. Yeah, so that one's pretty good. Although I, I so I didn't like idiocracy, <laughs> but the movie I did like recently that I saw that I think you guys would like was Greenland. Starring Gerard Butler. Sure, I, I have I not like seen Gerard it. Butler. I have also yeah. not seen Idiocracy. So these, these are both two <laughs> yeah. two movies that Starting are completely new to me. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. that, that, that's great. I'd, I'd love to get this uh, fresh take on that's the true. podcast about Green. You know what? I, when we come back it. and do the NL preview. Maybe I'll have seen those two movies. There we go. That. NL preview plus Greenland review. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Greenland, let me just say, uh, you wouldn't expect a Gerard Butler uh, vehicle. I'm going back to that well. <laughs> no, do uh, it. I love it. You wouldn't expect it's not a, dry yet. Keep going. Yes, <laughs> you wouldn't expect a Gerard Butler vehicle to uh, make you feel emotions, but uh, oh, jeez, but it is a <laughs> drink more uh, tea. Yes, it, it is what I would call a very uh, heart wrenching film about uh, the apocalypse, starring Gerard Butler and the guy who played Roy from the office oh so, yeah man, okay brilliant casting That's interesting you know what's what's something interesting the guy who played roy from the office was in another movie after the office with the guy who played jim from the office really? and they were in like iraq and it was about benghazi of oh course. yeah That's right. the they, career trajectory Libya, they, they, wouldn't, they, they wouldn't be in iraq if it's about benghazi yes. That's true. But, are you referring yeah. to uh 13 hours yes. yeah 13 I was, hours i was about to say 127 hours which no, is that's the movie where james franco that's cuts james his arm franco off in a vehicle. cave <laughs> yeah. yeah well those, those are i have seen that movie though i've never seen it yeah no yeah. I, I saw it when i was like little it was, it was all right all right it's fine i think that's probably that's what, what they were going for they wanted you to see it it's like, no, all right. yeah. <laughs> one thing i remember that about that benghazi movie and this is actually a podcast about uh, where we review movies about the 2012 benghazi attack yes mostly um, bush era political Air yes, politics. Yes. <laughs> Baseball, cinema, tea, and Benghazi. And yes, Benghazi, yes. yes. Um, so uh, one thing I remember about that Benghazi movie was that when it was coming out, it was advertised extremely heavily on Fox News, as you can imagine. Of because course. Those are the old... Um, uh, we'll say uh, shut-ins who uh, <laughs> uh, were obsessed with that. But the other thing that I remember about it was John Krasinski doing a press tour, and they asked him, do you think this is a political movie? Now, inherently, any movie about Benghazi is political. I'm sorry. It, it's impossible not to. I Yes. But <laughs> John Krasinski... charged subject. <laughs> John Krasinski was like, no, it's not political. These are American heroes that we should honor and who were killed because of oh, government boy. incompetence. And oh, it's God, like, that know. is a very political statement, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Jim from the office. <laughs> like, so yeah, I, I, I was there heard. a whole thing where he was a CIA plant. Well, I think that? he might be because he was also he was also in uh, Jack He's Ryan, Jack Ryan, the, yeah, the Amazon yeah. series about a CIA agent. Yeah. So I have an unpopular take. Uh, I I think the CIA is good. No. Um, <laughs> I think that the CIA should be allowed Jedder to... Jedder was cool. Yes, I think the CIA and FBI should be allowed to uh, interfere in movies because it makes them more fun to watch. Sure. <laughs> well, that, that is... Something to that. That is a argument... Or that is a fight that, that has been won. That's, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's not going to be a lot of they, deliberation. They've done on that, that for a while and they will continue to. Yeah. Yes. Transformers. Remember the movie Transformers? What the CIA was involved? They had, with they had a cut with the U.S. military. I'm pretty sure in that movie with like That's their financial. It's a whole thing. That's mm. why, like, uh, what's his name? Um, Josh Dumal is like all over that movie, being a blockhead. You know, 
army brat yeah. <laughs> or whatever. We love Josh Dumas on this podcast. This is the Josh Dumas <laughs> podcast. The Dumas cast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do you say, boys? We should get into some baseball? I think we should. Oh, but before we do that, I did see actually two new films this oh. week that, that oh, were just yeah, released. Yeah, yeah. We did want to touch on a Actually, bit. before we do that, I also want to touch back on the Bush era politics before we move on. Because sure. it, it was just my birthday. My very wonderful oh, girlfriend. Oh, yes. Yeah, she got me a very, very cool gift, um, which it's... Uh, so it was um, like front pages of the New York Times, like a book that they make. It's uh, like this beautiful bound book that has um, the front pages of uh, the Times on your birthday, like going back from whenever, you know, the year you were born until it ends in 2022, obviously, because they wouldn't have it ready for 2023 but um yes, thank you for <laughs> that yeah, of no. course had to I wouldn't um, have that but no it's really cool <laughs> it, it's the, the only thing is so my birthday being march 18th usually not a ton going on in the world of news so the only thing that is in there is war and march madness <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for 20 Those something two straight things. years <laughs> which well it's t- cool it's very cool to look at and you know it's a uh, it's a good reminder that as uh, you know I, being young, maybe things are not as crazy as they might seem, <laughs> or one can hope. <laughs> well, you forgot about uh, coronavirus, which is also something that happened one particular March, right? Yeah. Directly after my birthday, I turned twenty-two on March eighteenth, twenty twenty. As most people know, because every time they talk about it, they're like, "Oh, it was March 15th and I was like, oh, "Here's I was, where I was." Yeah. Yeah. I was on a plane, and people were dying. It's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what movies you see, Owen? So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, yes, well, go on. The, the <laughs> just wanted to bring that up. I thought it was interesting. No, it thank you. I, I heard, that is very interesting. We're we're of always course. we're always down for further condemnation also, of the Bush era. My very wonderful girlfriend Bryce might be making an appearance on the podcast soon. Yeah, yeah. so watch out for that. Keep an eye out. Yeah. Anyway, the first movie that I saw this week was Creed Three. That was the directorial debut of one Michael B. Jordan, who of course stars in the movie. He directed it. Yeah, he did. Wow. wow. He, of course, stars in the movie as Adonis Creed, who, after the... What a great name. Is it, isn't it? It's a great name. Donnie Creed. And, yeah. and after the second movie, his uh, character was pretty much done with, with, with boxing. He was going to hang it up, you know. He was like, I'm the champ. And then uh, in this movie, his old friend, uh, Damian Anderson, who was who has been in prison for quite some time, is released... And then uh, he and he and Creed are initially teammates, and then it uh, it gets a little bit hairy from sure. there. Interesting, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, without getting a little too spoiler heavy for uh, these these new new releases, um, yeah, it, it it was quite good. Uh, Jonathan Majors is a, he, he's a movie star. I mean, I, I didn't see that that marvel bullshit that he was in but sure. like everybody said that it what, was you love marvel that's my thing man <laughs> yeah but no everybody said that uh jonathan majors was like the best part of that movie as their new like huge uh villain that they were tr- trying to like sure. introduce so whatever if, if he's gonna get a bag he can get a bag i have a very um, um i have a uh an interesting factoid about myself which is gonna get both of you mad mm, um sure. i have never seen a single one of the rocky movies or the creed movies see what? that's even i've seen those and yeah. uh, Rocky and Creed combined, like I first saw the Creed like not that long ago, maybe about two months ago, because I was uh, preparing for the new one to come out, and I sure. was like, I got to see the first two. I did not expect it to be good. Those movies, the first two Creeds, are incredible. They are. And they're great. It was shocking because I kind of assumed that like most franchises that get rebooted after decades, yeah, because obviously no original Temper your IP expectations. Gets made, 
Yeah, I was thinking, you know, this is going to be some awful, like, hacky, like, it's not going to work out. Those movies, incredible. They and, are. Yeah, just... Consistent, too. Like, there's... The only one that I, I don't really like is Rocky Five, and like, right. even that one's like, you know, what, whatever, but... I didn't know they made five of those. That seems yeah, like too did. many Rockies. Well, <laughs> well, you would think so, but it's not. It's they're, all, they're all good. Um, he fights Apollo Creed in the first two, right? and mm-hmm. then Mr. T... Clubber Lang. And the, yeah, and then the fourth is just straight up Cold War propaganda. Which, sure. again, is fantastic. But, but it's like good. It's like <laughs> it's good Cold Dolph Lundgren. Dr. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren. Um, Rocky V kind of sucks. It's like Rocky's like son or something, is it? Yeah, I don't yeah know. and like, he, Rocky's, like got a concu- Rocky's got a concussion during the, thing, yeah. the whole movie. It's like what, sad. What's the point? Um, Rocky Balboa, though, the movie yeah. in 2006, I, I love it. I think it's my favorite Rocky movie, to be honest. That's, it's, wow. that's, that's my hot Rocky take. I will say, Nolan, if you noticed, uh, I did watch rocky Balboa. i had seen rocky Balboa. i rewatched it recently sure uh the first half of that movie features rocky pretty much wandering around philadelphia having awkward interactions with everyone on the street and it is perfect <laughs> it's content. amazing it's <laughs> it, it, it is yes morgan, i would watch morgan that. sums it up perfectly <laughs> i would watch that if it was actually just sylvester stallone doing the exact same thing oh, but it, it, it was like a documentary <laughs> sure no that's pretty much what it is it's honestly. hard to separate I mean, the two and yeah. I, one thing i see tr- from philly uh, he went to high school in Philly. Uh-huh. I don't know about where he is. Yeah. One thing I've been trying to figure out uh, is that for some reason Stallone is unbelievable in these Rocky movies. He's so good, but yeah, he was born in the city. In other movies, oh. yes, he's from New York. In other movies, he is not nearly as good of an actor. So no. <laughs> I kind of think that Stallone might just be Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's well, fair. He wrote Rocky, didn't he? Yes, in three days. Yeah. In this case, in three days. Yes, yeah, one of my favorite facts. That's nuts. That's yeah, and weird. In this case, you don't have to it's really separate in case you're reading the art this, from the artist because he makes it impossible. Man, so that's fair. It works, but yeah, no, the Rocky series is incredibly consistent. The first Creed movie is amazing. It's so goddamn good. I like, agree. there's that scene. Um, where, where, where Did he like write that too? Uh, who? Uh, Stallone. I I don't know if he wrote it. I know he produced it. He might have writing credit on it. Um, it, it's a Ryan Coogler movie. It was like his last movie before he got. uh, I believe Coogler wrote it. I think uh, Stallone wrote Rocky Balboa. Covington. Yeah, Coogler and Covington. Coogler and Covington. Yeah, it's uh, Coogler's last movie before he got swept up permanently by the uh, MCU machine. There you go. In which one of us on this podcast. Is a huge fan of. No, I'm kidding. I've never seen any of those movies. I, uh, you haven't seen a single one. That's impossible. I've seen the first Iron Man. No, 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 no. That's I don't impossible. Blame you, man. you haven't seen a single one. It, because here's the deal: if you had only shit. seen the first Iron Man, you would have seen another one because that movie's great. Yeah, I mean, first Iron Man's good. Yeah, I mean, I I was also ten when it came out, so like maybe I I'm a little like I haven't seen it in however many years. I honestly, but, yeah, I I've seen it within a, the last I want to say five years. That movie's good. I like the last time I watched it. I remember thinking, like, wait a second, this is actually, you know, I that was past the point where I was, you know, I think the because uh, I, I was into it until Avengers Ultron. I think it was the second one. I was just, you know, I enjoyed it. I had friends that were really into it, so we would go see them, um, and I enjoyed it. And then after that, I was like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, and then they <laughs> made twenty five more. Of them. Yes, yeah, um, and they're still making them. Yeah, and they're yeah, and the I cannot care anymore. Creed, I think, is probably the most consistent, like blockbuster franchise of its stature especially like compared to, to some of the other ones i think yeah i would agree and i had a thought yeah. as you were saying that that one that m- some people might believe compares but i'm not sure personally but what about the nolan batman movies yeah those okay are those, great. those are good um i think i haven't seen the first one though probably in yeah 15 years. i mean i i think there's like i've seen the first 
I've seen the Batman Begins once, and I saw the Dark Knight Rises once, just because I was kind of like doing like mandatory Same. viewings of them. Like, yeah, the politics in the, the, second the third great. movie are awful. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> like, it. They're so bad. It's very like anti like occupy wall street like the it's, the bad yeah. guy is very sure. like anarchy based and it's yeah. like the like, the like rule of law is yeah. like we gotta be all up in this shit i broke you do yeah. you feel in charge <laughs> we're bringing back bane voice we're doing yeah, yeah we're bringing back bane it's 2023 we're, we're doing bane. bane it's been 10 years i think i think it's time That's, for a bane renaissance so it's enough time so would you say uh, stacked against each other would you it's say it's fun again yes <laughs> nolan batman's versus the creed franchise which is more consistent and which had the higher high um i think i'm gonna give this to creed because the rocky creed franchise if that's what you want to call it has been going strong for almost 50 50 years years now when you look at it the first one came out in 1976 um whereas i think the christopher nolan batman movies like he he directed three of them and like i i think they're all good like the the dark knight i'd say is is great like i know it it has that the reputation is like being one of the biggest it's like the fucking imdb number one movie ever or whatever yeah, yeah. um i i, I don't think it's some reddit bullshit yeah no i i don't think it it deserves that yeah, i as think we as know. far as like hollywood Speed. blockbusters go like that one is quite quite strong i think um if you're comparing the, those two franchises i'd say that the dark knight has the highest moments like maybe in, in any like blockbuster that i can think of however i haven't seen also, john wick have you seen any of those yeah i have but uh the That's dark a similar level the dark knight also has a lot of stupid bullshit in it like if you watch the movie like uh, there's there's some really dumb shit that, like, that absolutely <laughs> the boat plan tedious like freshman year philosophy experiment oh God, on the yeah, boats yeah, yeah. Yep. although michael clark duncan r.i.p came wait is that who plays one of the prisoners i think is um he's the guy who oh. puts it back and says we're not gonna do is it is that, michael, is that michael on, the, clark on the prison boat okay Wasn't we better get him? this right <laughs> yeah hold on we got on. i i've never I'm known checking, of that checking, being him but it, it could be it's i feel like it is because uh, i always was a big michael clark duncan fan i think he yeah. was very atmospheric actor very good he was great in armageddon one of my favorite movies sure, that yeah objectively sucks but a great movie i think green mile <laughs> green, I love. Mile, green um, mile great yes i did a project when i was in high school on the green mile like i, I was in this like film and literature class it is literally the only like film culture adjacent anything in the, in my my high school or in the entire town of saratoga springs as a whole <laughs> but yeah uh, I, michael clark duncan was not in the dark knight Morgan, oh you're man racist. we're racist on the mudville podcast <laughs> hang on okay Fuck. i'm you, no one keep talking i gotta do some research yeah no, <laughs> i'm, I'm trying to find out right now i'm already on it sure um i did a project on it where we uh that we had to pick a book and then a film adaptation of it and like watch one and compare basically and i picked the green mile and i did not finish the book because it's quite long um but i read like a hundred pages of it or so and they were all about a mouse (laughs) (laughs) and the green the green mile movie is 180 minutes long it's it's a three-hour movie and yet there is not nearly as much mouse content like (laughs) the mouse is like is like in it and it's i think it's deployed pretty effectively mouse content makes everything better to be honest ratatouille amazing Stuart little i don't know come on Mm. disney's the mouse yeah, and it's Fuck great. The mouse. I, I like Disney movies. <laughs> this man. is an anti-mouse podcast. I, I'm okay with being anti-mouse, but there are okay some with, Disney movies that oh, I like. Ratatouille, perfect. Ratatouille is a perfect movie. 
Disney movies we are okay, at lunch yesterday. But the Disney, uh, the Disney Empire so is evil. I, I would like to clarify uh, my comment about Michael Clark Duncan. Yes, uh, the person I was actually thinking of was uh, Tommy Lister, Tiny Lister. Oh yes, uh, who I always get confused with Michael Clark Duncan, who I probably shouldn't because one of them was a wrestler, but they always played kind of similar characters. In Tiny films. Lister was in uh, Candyman, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Okay, yep, and that's where I know him from. Uh, he was in The Fifth Element. He He's was List- in Friday. He, wow, he's okay. credited in the Dark Knight as tattooed prisoner as Tommy Tiny Lister. Oh, is is he um, Debo? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that that makes sense. So he, uh, I apologize to Michael Clark Duncan again, the king. I would the never, late Michael Clark Duncan. The late. Yes. He's not going to hear this. Uh, well, but I, that's okay. I don't know. I think they have uh, podcasts in heaven. They have Google. So, yeah. so uh, <laughs> what, was, what was the other movie you saw? Oh, the other movie I saw was Cocaine Bear, which fucking sucked ass. <laughs> which sucks because I oh love Elizabeth God. Banks. Yeah, I no, she, she seems Banks. cool. She's here's the thing. She's always great. Elizabeth Banks. I'm, I'm, I might kind of like tear into her a little bit here, but I'll, I'll, I'll start with, with something positive. Yeah, she deserves it. I Get her love, I love She's her. had it too good for too long. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks, yeah. She's great on Curb. I love her her episode of Curb where like Larry David is just like, he's being, being Larry David and he's like fucking around. And something that I always enjoyed so much on that show was how like everybody was against him except for Jeff. And like yes. for a long time, like Larry and Jeff were just such good friends. Always. But now you found out that the guy who plays Jeff is a sexual predator. Right. Yeah. So now Larry needs other people to pal around needs, with on the show. That's kind of yeah. baked into all media, though. It, it is. is. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and in in one episode, uh, Elizabeth Banks shows up, and they get into a bunch of antics, and it's a great time. Um, <laughs> antics ensue, and hilarity yeah. ensues. Mm-hmm. However, I, I do have to take shame, or not shame, but I, I have take to. Shame. I have to unfortunately report that miss banks does not have the directorial sauce cocaine bear is not so much a movie as it is a series of gruesome deaths most of which caused directly by the titular bear i'm listening um some of which this sounds great well listen some of which caused sort of like indirectly by the bear like it like there's one scene where the bear is like chasing an uh ambulance and character actress margot martindale is uh tied up in like the like stretcher or some shit and she gets like launched out of the ambulance because the bear like fucks it up (laughs) and then she goes flying and her face gets like shredded off by the like pavement of the road to a certain extent, you can make a movie out of, like, here are a series of violent bear attacks, and, like, I feel like that could be kind of fun. Um, but, like, this just, like, there there Isn't was no... Final Destination? <laughs> uh, not just bear attacks, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure, but, like, you... Or saw. There, there's no framing device in Cocaine Bear at all. There are no main characters or anything. And, like, this is, like, the kind of thing that's created for the ecosystem in which we're in now, where people will defend anything as... Bro, it's a movie called Cocaine Bear. What Just like turn off your brain. Yeah. yeah. What did you expect? Like, like high art. And honestly, I think you can expect more out of the things you watch than just. There are this a lot of bad Cocaine movies Bear that are bullshit. Great. There it's, are a lot um, of bad movies that are really good. No, that that's true. But Cocaine Bear is is not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um. It, yeah. It's, it's directorial just, credits, by the way. A lot of swing and miss. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. What do we got? Uh, so like Cocaine them. Bear. Going backwards, we got 2023's <laughs> Cocaine Bear, mm. 2019's Charlie's Angels, mm, no. 20, 2015's Pitch Perfect Two. Oh, okay. See, those movies I kind of enjoyed, but I, I don't think I would watch them again. <laughs> Pitch Perfect Two. I think. Like, I think they're supposed to be pretty good i i've seen some of the first one i've never seen any of the yeah they're okay well um 
allegedly one thing that I just really didn't care for at all about this fine. was like that a lot of what what is portrayed here is like the portion or like the the parts of these deaths that are just like so unpleasant to watch like there's in the opening scene like this guy and his girlfriend are out like walking and they get destroyed by the bear and she dies and and he gets away and then there's a scene like 45 minutes later where like he comes back and you just have to like watch him like cry about how his wife is dead and shit (laughs) and i'm like Man, this there's no reason that I should be rooting for this yeah. guy's wife to be dead. Like, right. what, what the fuck? What are um, we doing here? Yeah, what, what? What? Like, it's just it's very like unpleasant, and I love a lot of mean spirited movies, but you also have yeah. to be interesting. So where would you um, place she, it in the pantheon? I'm sorry, bro. Where I, would you place yeah. it in the pantheon of movies that were clearly pitched with one with the title <laughs> at, with Hot Tub Time Machine, sure. Snakes yep. on a Plane, uh, Cocaine Bear? How would you rate those three? It's um, the elevator pitch is the title and ah. Uh? <laughs> like, yes. Well, yeah, I, come on. I have not seen those first two movies, Ooh. unfortunately. But uh, Cocaine Bear, I can confirm, is just a one-joke movie. So and third. Yeah, it, it would be third. Okay. It would they be also last. had that really weird bit at the Oscars with the Cocaine Bear. Yeah, they were doing. Like, they they really tried to like force this. Yeah, that's your like, fault. The, they yeah, uh, they threw a straight Sigourney Weaver, and like then they did the whole thing where the Cocaine Bear was attacking Malala. Like I feel like with this thing, they have what? no idea what they're oh, trying yeah, to do no, with it. Malala did you see that? No, I was that was so strange. It was weird. That was so weird. Malala who? Malala like you know the other Malala? Yeah, no, 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 not that one. It's the other one. Okay, so. What I, I must ask, why why would she? It is, I, I it is that ridiculous that it warrants asking. Oh, okay. But yes, I think <laughs> that I think Malala. She was. I think she made like a short film or like a like she, she was like part of the like release yeah. of something uh, that was made. So like there was like something that she was up for. But Jimmy Kimmel like at one point just walks like into the audience and starts like trying to like he did crowd work with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was doing. Crowd he was like, work I need to distract Malala. while we reset the it's stage. Like, it, it was yeah. so uncanny. It was like. Elizabeth Smart on the Masked Singer. <laughs> it's Again. really stupid. Okay, and then he did a thing where he asked her about the Chris Pine spitting incident or whatever, what? and everyone was like, "Oh, you just don't." It's be, yeah. it's funny because it's so ridiculous. It's like, no, it's and pathetic because it's, it's so ridiculous. And, and like, she Why was are we like, doing this? And like, she was like, clearly don't not do this to what Malala. Was happening. Like, he was like, "What do you think about Chris Pine?" And she was like, "I support." human rights yeah, yeah. well and like yeah, yeah she's like sure, kindness all right hey malala the taliban tried to kill you on a school yeah. bus for being outspoken <laughs> about human rights what do you think of the movie don't worry darling or whatever the fuck that's called Man. what do you yeah, think about yeah bad the olivia wilde mess oh they asked her about like taylor swift too it was oh, just geez. like what did we do why why all yeah. right so i'm glad i guess i didn't miss much what i mean I, I never malala really yusuf zai <laughs> I, I never watched the oscars anyway because it's not really my thing but sure. I, I was working i'll Usually, if I'm home and there's nothing else on, what are you doing on, on this podcast? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, usually, if I'm home and there's nothing else on, I'll check in. Um, because, like for instance, last year when I saw the, the Twitter timeline blowing up about the Will Smith thing, which, like, for the first two minutes, Wait, what I thought happened? was I that. Yeah, for the first two minutes, I thought it was hilarious, and then after that, I was like, I never want to hear about this again yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's like everything everyone wants. And I'm sorry, yeah, I'm gonna um, get yelled yeah, at for I that comment. Talk about that <laughs> movie again. Um, so I enjoyed it for a minute, then yeah, I thought I, about it, and I heard about it too much, and I don't want it. I think, think once Judd Apatow tweeted that will smith could have killed yes. chris rock that that was kind of oh my god that, that was the end objectively oh one of the god. best and, and no, uh, no, no, my favorite was the somebody said what if he ran up there with a knife and stabbed him 
Yeah, it's like, and it's well, like, well, hold on, <laughs> that that didn't happen. Right. But, <laughs> but what if happened? it did? So uh, shit, <laughs> I, I do believe we're going to transition to baseball. So we on, certainly are. So on the topic of that, I would just like to introduce this with uh, by reading one of the greatest tweets uh, I think that has ever been sent <laughs> yes, on Twitter. I love. Yes. Uh, as I was telling the boys earlier, uh, last uh, playoffs when the Mets were in the wild card round, uh, noted Mets fan uh, Frank the Tank Frank Fleming was having a meltdown on Come Twitter. On the pod. Yes, come on the pod. Why not? Uh, was Love having a meltdown on, on Twitter. Name a movie. <laughs> and uh, Name a match player. <laughs> yeah, he posted. So here's what he posted. So this is his preview of the next few years for the Mets. <laughs> Mets offseason. DeGrom gone. Check. Diaz gone. Check. Kind of check. Well, yeah. yeah. Bassett gone. Check. check. 2023 Mets. 50 and 112. <laughs> Question uh, mark? <laughs> uh, and then, like, the right bracket <laughs> because he was typing very quick. 2024 Mets, 60 and 102. 2026, disband <laughs> in all caps. Wait, uh, can you give me the years again on that real yeah, quick? Yeah, that would be 2023, uh-huh. 2024, right. and then 2026. Trek. Okay, so 2025. So 2025 not, is pandemic, too. Uh, right. Another strike? <laughs> what is so not expected? only is there a slight improvement from 23 to 24, the 25 season does not. <laughs> get played and then uh after that they just disband the match 2026 they're like they call it this is enough it's also possible that the 2025 season is played but after winning only 110 <laughs> games in the previous two seasons yes. they just don't include do the they Mets. get relegated are they, might, are uh, they instituting yes. a, they a premier into, league type yeah. you know champions yeah. league but, but yeah so the quad I, a I, match just <laughs> one of those things that's just always rattling around in my brain but we're not here to talk about the mets i don't know what <laughs> we are here because to talk they're about, in the national league talk about them next week today okay. we're here to talk about the american yes, league we are. so we are going to be going over our predictions we're going to be going over a little preview of who uh you know who to watch out for some awards uh um, some players yep. we like, and what some we can we're expect so from sure the playoffs, about. who to like, who to you know, who's hot, who's not, sort of, not really. But that idea. So, uh, Nolan, would you like to get us rolling? I on absolutely that? will, and we will start today with the American League East. Sounds good. Maybe if you get your laptop to turn on. Yeah, maybe if, do that. if my my computer wants to turn on here. There you go. And I will read off the Picota projections of for the, this division. They have the Yankees at ninety five wins, taking the division by a comfortable margin. The Blue Jays winning 89, the Tampa Bay Rays winning 86, the Boston Red Sox winning 79, and the Baltimore Orioles winning 74. Can you give us that one more time speed through? No. Fangraphs, on the other hand, has the Yankees at 90 wins, which is a bit of a swing in margin there. The Blue Jays winning 87, the Rays winning 86, the Red Sox winning 80, and the Orioles winning 75. Only one 90-win team in the AL East is insane. Well, I'll say this about Fangraphs real quick. The, The projections there are historically very low. They always project at like below their average, basically just to be safe. Conservative so estimates. They're always conservative. I, I wouldn't read too much into that. I think they do. The people there, I'm sure, believe that there will be more than one ninety-one team in the yeah. East. But just <laughs> the projection system will always come off as conservative. But sure. I'm curious to get you guys' thoughts. Uh, who's your first place team? Bro, do you want to start on this? Sure, why not? So I have the Yankees uh, a little bit below. Um, who was the first that you had that from? Oh, the first projector. Picota. Picota. Yeah, I'm a little below Picota. I have them at 94 and 68. Um, I, I, you know, I think they're going to handily win the division. Um, oh, this is the Yankees, by the way. I don't think I said that. Sure. Um, but yes, I have the, the Yankees winning 94 games, um, being the three seed, not to get too ahead of myself, in the American League. I, I think they are not a better team than they were last year, and they won 99 games. I think the offense, they, they did nothing. Uh, as frustrated Yankee fans sure. that we are, we are very well aware that the <laughs> offense had significant gaps. Um, unless you can get a you know 
good season out of your infielders like Josh Donaldson and Glaber Torres, which, you know, last year they were, uh, well, Glaber was fine, but Josh Donaldson, you're expecting at yeah. best, maybe like a 230 in a, you know, like 90 something OPS plus. The rest of them just have to stay healthy. If he gets 10 to stay healthy, you can do well. Judge has to absolutely stay healthy or this team is going to win 70 games. <laughs> uh, the pitching is good. Should be if they can. It's just stay healthy. Hurt. Yeah. A lot of health question marks with the Yankees, yep. um, which, you know, I mean, any team you could say that, but the Yankees do have a significant history with injuries. And a few years ago, they really did, and they fired their entire conditioning staff. And I don't know, it seems to be creeping back up. Well, the Yankees themselves do, and also the Yankees pitchers do as well. Yes. Look, uh, Severino, I think, you know, he's he, he's got a year now removed from his, like, Tommy John. He had a, he had a, a lot of year. that has been organizational to um, him. But yeah, yes. I mean, I, I some of it has. I think that they have been rather conservative with him. But uh, Severino, I think, is, is a guy who you're going to see them push a lot of innings this year because it is contract a contract year. year for him. Good. I want to um, see a full yeah, healthy no, me too. I, th- this is This is his year. If, yeah. if he... If he comes out and he makes the all-star team and he has like anything somewhat yeah. similar to his 2017, uh, I think he's he, a true ace. He could be a, a contender to get a pretty decent contract in the offseason, whether that is with the Yankees or not. Carlos Rodon is another guy who already has that uh, forearm strain. Yeah. Uh, he's thrown three hundred. He's on a, a little over three hundred innings since his most recent Tommy John surgery, right. which is concerning. Um, I think my thing with the Yankees is that I, I I saw this take floating around Twitter, and I did kind of agree with it. That I think this is going to be the inverse of last season, where uh, last season the first half went about as smoothly as any first half has ever gone for they exploded any team. Loaded, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the, the second half was a huge headache. So I, I've seen uh, floating around that this will be the inverse. That at the start of the season we're going to have Donaldson and IKF and Aaron Hicks maybe and right. like floating around this lineup from top to bottom. And like the first half may take a little bit of a while to get off the ground. But then in the second half, when hopefully everyone can come to their senses and we get Peraza up here and Volpe up here and maybe. Maybe we add get some outside help somewhere. Right. I think that um, I think the second half will go a lot better. So um, my my take for the Yankees, I think I would push the ninety five. I think I would go a ninety five. I think that's a good number. Sure. Uh, it would not surprise me to go below. I would err below rather than saying over. Um, Brody's guess of ninety four. I think is pretty close. So uh, yeah, I would say ninety four, ninety five. I do have them finishing in first place. To your point, last year the Yankees at the All Star break were sixty four and twenty eight, which I don't think they have a chance of replicating no. this season. God no, no. If they do that, I will uh, sell the podcast to uh, Barstool Sports. That, that I would, Please I would take don't. the cash. <laughs> I would take the cash. <laughs> well, depending but, on what they're offering. That's yeah. We need to know. Yeah. They will not um, be doing that. If their logo's going anywhere, no. <laughs> I also have the Yankees in first place, but I do have them winning a few fewer games than you do. Uh, I've got them winning 91, I think, what we saw. With a win in the division. Yes. Wow. Win in the division. Um, I think, I mean, I I, I have it very close. I have Toronto at 89 and Tampa at 88. We'll we'll discuss the rest of it. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go with that. But um, as for the the Yankees, like you said, 64 and 28 at the All-Star break, and then August was just a disaster. They punted it. Um, It's... It's very possible that, that they have a, another stretch like that this year. Like Morgan said, I, I think it's very possible that it's up towards the end of the year when they might have Anthony Volpe starting at shortstop right. and Oswald Peraza should be up with the team, hopefully by opening day, but by then he should be a consistent starter. Um, I, I think it's going to be a big year for Oswaldo Cabrera. He's going to be kind of a uh, jackknife for the Yankees. 
Um, so I, I think we will certainly see stretches where they play like they're the best team in baseball, and I think there will also be stretches where we feel like they might be the worst. Yeah. Um, we Here's saw a fun that, question. that last year. I just don't know exactly when that's going to be, and uh, yeah. I, I think that's that Picota projection of 95 wins for the Yankees is very, very much w- within play. They could win mm. 100. They could win 103. They could also win 89. And I have them at 91, I, th- I think a few days ago. Maybe I'd put them around like 93, maybe 92. But I do think they're going to be in that that low 90s range. But sure. I do still have them winning the, this very tough division. Sure. I, I have a question for, I think the Yankees are probably going to be the most in-depth that we get since we're all Yankee fans. <laughs> but um, just with the Yankees lineup, how many guys from opening day will be in the starting lineup on August 1st? Okay, wait. Can I take this real quick? This is yep. interesting because yeah. I have a similar take that I will unveil later about a different team. Yeah. But I will say that on, what do you say, August 1st? August 1st. August 1st. Okay, well, first of all, Opening gonna, day to August 1st, how many same hmm. positions, or not positions because they are, they play roulette with them, we know that, but how many hitters will be the same? Okay, so for this, I'm just not going to take injuries into consideration because that's impossible to predict. Yeah. So I'll say Trevino will be there. Yep. Rizzo. Yep. I will say... None of the remaining infielders I would say I'm confident in. I would say DJ has the best chance. Yep. Uh, I will say Judge will be there. Yep. I will say Bader won't be there on opening day, so that's out. Uh, Let's uh, for for the sake of the question, we could say that he, you know, he I will I will say that Bader yeah. will be there August first. Okay. Starting the, uh, the theoretical starting center fielder yes, on opening yes. day will be the starting center fielder on August first. Yes. yes. Who and would I, have been the planned? Yeah. The and planned. I'll, I'll say that's it. So I'll say. Trevino, Rizzo, Judge, Bader, and maybe DJ. So I'll say four and a half to five. Stanton. Oh, yeah, yeah of course, Stanton. yes. Yeah. Stanton, barring injury, yes, he'll be there. Um, as well. So, so we'll then you five. have you have Glaber going, Volpe, yes. and Peraza coming up. Yes. What about Cabrera? I don't think he's, he's going to end left. up. I don't think he's going to end up starting opening day. You think Aaron Hicks is going to be the left fielder in opening day? No, I think Rafael Ortega. I think they're going to go with Ortega yeah. or Willie Calhoun. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Cabrera will still be on the team. I don't think he'll be in the starting lineup uh, every day. I do. Uh, I think they'll do what they did with DJ, which is like bounce around, rest guys, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'll say five would be my number. Interesting. Okay. okay. Nolan? Uh, I think Morgan's about right with that. I think DJ's going to be in there somewhere. I just don't know where. And sure. I think the, those, those other guys are correct. I think, uh, yeah, Anthony Volpe... Might start at second even by by August first. Sure. They might have Peraza at short. They might trade Glaber for an arm or something. I could very easily see that happening. Yeah. I don't know who's going to play third. That's probably going to be DJ LeMahieu for a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I don't know. You could get Oswaldo Cabrera, get him some reps at third. You kind of honestly put him all over. Yeah, um, he's played every single position except catcher and pitcher in spring training. Yeah, so it's wild. Yeah, so as as we said, we're going a little bit more in depth on the Yankees on our team. So I think it'd be fun just for the Yankees. How about who's going to be the most important player on this Yankee team that you would not see coming? Who's your breakout pick? Oswaldo Cabrera, uh, Clark Schmidt. Okay, but Clark Schmidt's mine as well. Yeah. So I'll pick one. Uh, I'll say um, uh, uh, I'll say Ram Arnacio. Ooh, That's okay. a good pick. Yeah. Good bullpen guy. Interesting. I so I, I said a hitter. I think the offense is the problem, in my opinion, obviously. Um, I, I think Oswaldo Cabrera, if he can give you a significant offensive output at all, and with the things that he brings defensively, he is a multi-tool that they really kind of need. Absolutely. Um, and they don't Jack have all trades. A ton. Yeah. And, I mean, he last year he showed some pop. He can probably hit for, I don't know, maybe a 280 average, uh, maybe a 105 OPS plus type guy. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. I'll be nice. for that right now. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so uh, two eighty three thirty, maybe like 
I don't know, high 300s, maybe low 400s lug? Yeah, I'm just thinking, so the reason I went with Marinaccio is I'm just thinking someone's got a shoulder to slow in the bullpen. I think Clay Holmes has shown stretches of being dominant, and he's shown stretches of having no idea where the ball is going. So yeah. <laughs> I think that we're going to need someone in that Michael King role. And I know Michael King is still there, but he's he working back, back from injury, so yeah, I don't yep. think he's going to be throwing as many innings. I'm we're not going to see him until May. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, he might, he'll be there opening day. I just think he'll be pitching a lot less yeah. uh, as he ramps up. But I'm going to say Marinaccio is the breakout. He's like the Chad Green uh, kind of Michael King style, like two-inning bullpen guy. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm going with that. You don't think they bring him in to start? No. I mean, not, sorry, Marinaccio. You said Marinaccio. I was thinking Schmidt for a second. No, no, Go no. Go ahead. Yeah, Clark Schmidt's going to. Mm-hmm. He's going to immediately of. crack that. Yeah, Clark Schmidt will instantly be in the starting rotation with the injuries to Frankie Montas and Carlos Rodon. He added a cutter in the offseason. Um, I think he's, he's going to be due for a big, big breakout. He's certainly going to get the opportunities. Uh, what he will do with them will determine his future, and I like his chances to do pretty well. It was it was a gauntlet watching you know the, the Yankees play the Toronto Blue Jays 18 times, the Rays 18 times, the Red Sox 18 times. The Orioles, I think, are, are going to be good, but we'll get mm-hmm. to that a little bit later. Um, yeah, now now they're playing them everybody 12 times a year. They're playing every team in the National League that they did not play. Um, and I think that that's just good for the game. I think there's there's no reason to have to watch that, that many yeah. divisional games every year. I think 12 per year gives you more than enough of, of a sample as yeah. to who, mm-hmm. who can win those games. There's also a lot of really exciting teams in baseball, so now everybody gets to see everyone. Speaking of which, let's move on to the next two projected teams sure. in the AL East because I want to know which the two of you prefer. Those are the Toronto Blue Jays mm-hmm. and the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, I guess I'll start. Do I did last time. So I have the Rays at 93 wins. Really? 93 wins. Interesting. Wow. That's they, a hot take. What they, was the Pakoda for the Rays? Uh, the Pakoda for the Rays is 86, I believe. Oh, okay. I'm uh, shocked by yeah, that. It's 86. They are always better than you think they're going to be every mm-hmm. year. Even last year, they had every single person injured, and they still made the playoffs. Granted, they you know snuck in as a, what, six seed and sure. lost in the wild card. But they are always a little bit better. They're a lot healthier this year. A lot of their pitching is back. Um, I think they have. I mean, McClanahan and Springs are terrifying. They mm-hmm. have, and that's a deadly one too. Wander Franco's back. You're going to get a full season out of him. That is going to be interesting to see what he does with this much time played. The rest of the lineup also has a lot of guys who are, you know, they just it, no one is going to hit you know 30 homers, but they have a lot of guys who feel like they know how to come up in big spots. They're going to hit for a relatively high average. It's not they they don't come off as just a completely hapless offense and they can pitch so and they can play defense sure yeah i agree with the rays i have the rays over pakoda i would say they're going to win about 88 to 89 uh i think that when healthy this is a top five cusp rotation in baseball mm-hmm. just with the one two of mcclanahan and glassnow when he's yep. healthy glassnow is too. just unbelievable imagine. those are two cy young candidates mm-hmm. Jeffrey Springs, obviously great. Drew Rasmussen had a breakout year. Zach Eflin, obviously, has always had the stuff, just has to somehow put it together somewhere in some kind of role on a team. Obviously, they're bullpen. They're going to bring up guys that we've never heard of who are going <laughs> to... Yep, who are going to shove. Who are gonna, Joe LaSorsa. Yeah, throw... Team Italy's passion man. They're going to have guys th- throwing 73 innings with a .54 ERA or whatever. He's not going to um, play this year. <laughs> no. Uh, and as far as the offense goes, I, th- I there have several guys on this team that I think could theoretically have a breakout year mm-hmm. uh they're wonderful young talent with wander and randy obviously 
Um, I just always love Yandy Diaz. I, mm-hmm. I think that if he learns to lift the ball, he could be one of the greatest hitters in the game. Uh, Brandon Lau, perennial slugger. I think this is a really, really good team. I'm going to say that they're going to top the Blue Jays. I'm going to say they're going to win 89 games. I love it. Uh, I have the Rays winning 88 games myself. Um, I think you guys are absolutely correct about that potential for that rotation. They, they've got four guys that I could realistically see competing for a Cy Young and Shane McClanahan, Tyler Glass, now Jeffrey Springs, and Drew Rasmussen. Mm-hmm. But also watch for the prospect Taj Bradley to crack the five spot. Uh, he is, I believe, 23. He might be 24 even at, at this point and uh, dominant in the minors. He's got a hell of a fastball, got great secondary pitches. Uh, he's, I think he's being groomed to take that fifth rotation spot, especially with Shane Boz mm-hmm. not going to be coming back for a while. I think yeah. if you do see Boz come back this year, it might be in a relief position and if that happens that would be very very scary because mm-hmm. his stuff is crazy i would say if boz was healthy going off that i would say if boz is healthy and you have healthy mcclanahan healthy glass no healthy boz i think that's as good that's a three a, as you'll see in baseball in like the last five years mention Je- i like jeffrey springs is here too a lot i mean yeah. that's a terrifying four-headed dragon that they have <laughs> yeah it's it could be one of the best rotations in baseball yeah. but uh tyler glass now is already uh hurt to start yeah. the year like yep. we said Shane Boz will not be back until August or right. so at, at the earliest. Um, McClanahan stretch. was having the best season of any pitcher last year before he got that shoulder impingement, mm-hmm. uh, which is a scary injury. It doesn't seem like there are, are any real warning signs for him in spring training. So I do think he's going to be, you know, all all systems go. I think he's going to be an immediate Cy Young favorite. Um, yeah, terrifying pitcher, just true ace. Do you think the Rays could, could afford shove. to send him to Elitrach? <laughs> yeah maybe they'll be digging for they'll strip some of the copper yeah. wiring <laughs> well that's actually something else that I, I wanted to say about the rays because they have like such this this reputation as being like the best like organization they can like churn out guys for you know minimal minimal payrolls yeah. they can find these pitchers they got these hitters that they can platoon who can like g-man Choi type guys that just come in and like rake off of garrett cole for no reason <laughs> always <laughs> um every it, year yeah it, it's not it's not a particularly a lineup that I'm really scared of, and it, it could be, but they've had a few big developmental uh, failures over the years with guys over the past few years with guys like Vidal Brujan and Josh mm-hmm. Lowe. McKay. But, yeah. That, I, mean, I think, yeah. I, I think did, did McKay get hurt, or was he just bad? I can't. He, he was hurt, but they also had, I believe, they they were turning him into a two-way play. Well, he had been a two-way yeah, player. Yeah, I mean, either, either I, way, these are guys that, that, that just came up and, like, shit the bad. Yeah, and, and they didn't manage McKay correctly. No, he had a lot of issues. No, uh, Honeywell, another one. Yep, yep, yep. Honeywell is a guy that he was supposed to debut in like 2019 and we still mm-hmm. don't really don't really know much about him because he's he's had so many injuries um, also the race by the end of the year their best player might be someone we've never heard of right now I yeah mean, randy rosarena when he showed up i you know and it's going to be somebody that they're paying like a peer 12 dollars exactly. because they just I, I i don't like how they run the organization their their owner is very cheap they're they have the worst stadium in baseball i can't stand watching games there they yeah. just it's an it's an organization that's very representative Cynical. of yep. a, a lot of what I hate about baseball, to be yep. frank. Um, and I think that they do well, while they deserve tons of credit for putting out the teams that they've put out, making the World Series in 2020, mm-hmm. beating the Yankees in the playoffs. You know they they've had decent playoff success despite not not being able to take home a championship. But um, there's also a lot that I just don't 
don't like about the Rays, and then I just don't like seeing it succeed. Yeah, they're a very uh, cynical organization. They're yeah. not fun. They're, <laughs> and the fans will talk themselves into it because I understand that, because it's fun to root for the plucky underdogs until you realize that, you know, this is coming at the expense of the uh, uh, of the fans because the owner won't shell out to keep... And also, yeah, it's, exactly. not, it, it's not fun to... I would imagine it's not fun to be a fan of a team where you feel like you can't buy a jersey because yeah. the guy will be shipped out when Mr. he starts Ray, making out absolutely. Kevin Kiermaier is now on the Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah, actually, speaking of speaking that... Of the Blue Jays. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to talk about the Blue Jays for a second because I have a Blue Jays take that I'm not sure if you guys will agree with. Okay. Uh, I am going to say that this lineup is going to struggle mightily. Really? <laughs> yes. I, I get that. So, I don't agree with that, so I'd like to know why. Okay. So I'll start with the fact that Matt Chapman at third did not work out last year. I don't think it's going to work out this year. I think he's done as a hitter. I really don't like his swing profile. I don't like his... Uh, he, several of the peripheral things that you liked about Matt Chapman on the A's went significantly down last year, and I don't think that's getting better. They were leaning on him to produce a lot. I, it didn't happen. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Dalton Varsho, interesting trade, has a lot of flexibility. Obviously, he played some catcher last year yeah. as well as an outfielder. But at the end of the day, this is a guy who's like a 230 hitter with like a like a 102 OPS plus, which is good, like especially in this day and age. But this is not a guy who's going to anchor your lineup. And they lost two guys in Teoscar Hernandez and Lourdes Curiel that were fantastic hitters yep. that were big producers on Teoscar this team. Teoscar especially. Yeah. Teoscar one, especially. One of the best hitters. They the replaced league. them with Dalton Varsho and Kevin Kiermaier. And Kevin Kiermaier... I'm really annoyed he's still in the division because he yeah. the Yankees, but <laughs> he he's not leave. not a good hitter. Yeah, uh, Bo he Bichette, beats the Yankees. Bo Bichette is a great player, but he had a down year last year. They're going to be leaning on him and Vlad to carry this entire offense. He's also 25. Yes. He's very young. Oh, yeah. I said Bo and Vlad will carry this whole offense because you can't count on Springer to stay healthy either. And Brandon Belt, I think, is on one of those like veteran deals where it's like, all right, let's see if he has anything left. <laughs> I don't think he does. And Alejandro Kirk, lastly, played a ton of games last year to the point where people were saying, like, this guy's durability is great. It, and it is. He, and he hit very well. I just can't see him repeating that. I think he's going to get broken down a little bit. I just think this lineup is going to struggle mightily. Uh, I will say this. I think this pitching is really, really good. Um, I've always felt that Barrios was a bit overrated, but the front three of Gaussman, Manoa, and Bassett is great. Uh, Kikuchi at five. He's non-factor. Mm. This bullpen <laughs> is very is improved. You got Eric Swanson coming over from the Mariners. I don't think he's an exact match for Teoscar, but you know it's a pretty good return. Jimmy Garcia, Anthony Bass, and Jordan Romano at the back end. I think the pitching is very strong. I do think they're going to struggle to hit, and I don't think a lot of people are going to see that coming. They've also got Chad Green. Oh, that's <laughs> true. They, did. Yes. they went out and got Chad Green. Lord, what did you have your uh, win total oh, for them? So, Pakoda, I think, had them at 80, 89? Pakoda has them at 89, correct. Okay, I'm going under. I'm going to say they're going to win 84 games. Interesting. Okay. I, I have them exactly at 89. I think Pakoda is spot on with that um i i don't particularly share your concerns about bachette or kirk uh, i think yes bo bachette did have a very down year last year but towards the end of the season he was really picking it up he was seeing the ball so much better he was taking pitches his plate skills were just much much improved and i think that that's probably closer to the the hitter that he is than some of the than really the the guy who we saw through 
a lot of the uh, first half who just didn't really look very comfortable at the plate. I do think he's going to have a great year, age 25 season. I think Vlad Guerrero is going to be an, a, an MVP candidate again. Um, Springer, if he can stay healthy, is certainly still a guy that can hit like 280 with like 35 homers and 100 RBIs, you know. But that's a big, big if. George Springer has not necessarily been able to stay healthy in some of these past few years. Um, Alejandro Kirk, another guy with incredible plate skills. He walks more than he strikes out. Um, I think he could be due for a, a breakout. And this is, not, this is a guy who's only only 24 years old. Um, Varsho, I agree with you there. Um, and I think Whit Merrifield is done. I guess that's that's another one of my takes about yeah. Toronto. I, mm-hmm. I don't think Whit, Whit have, Merrifield I'll, has much. I'll yet. have more on him later. But yes. sure. And I do have one, one of my hotter takes would be that um, their top pitching prospect – Ricky Tiedemann replaces Yusek Kuchi in the rotation ask, so we by can, July. We're going to see him this year then. Yes, think? Okay. I think. He didn't play above double A last year. He didn't. And some people are, are saying that he might not debut this year at all. Uh, others are saying he might be like a September 40-man uh, call-up. I think we see him earlier than that because this, this kid has shown an insane stuff. He's got 99 mile an hour fastballs plus secondaries sliders nasty we've we've seen him pitching their starters training he looks really really good their starters are also completely right-handed outside of kikuchi yeah and kikuchi is not good you know like yeah. like morgan said he's he's a non-factor you know he's he's always been a guy that has been like intriguing sort of but he's just not a guy that finds the the strike zone yeah. and the stuff is not there and for a team that i expect to be contenders i don't think he is going to cut it and uh, Ricky Tiedemann's going to force his way into that rotation. Kikuchi ended last season with a 5-1-9 ERA. No good. Yeah. No. The Yankees bad. weirdly struggled against him a few times. Which yeah, I saw them light him it. up once, but yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll just say this about Kikuchi. Him. I just don't think he... I think he came over with a bit of fanfare because he was very good in Japan, and he was came to the Mariners, obviously a team that loves to dip into the Japanese market, and mm-hmm. he did... I'll say he performed there uh, to an extent, but... It was weird to me last year when people were reacting about the additions of him and Gausman as if they were the same caliber of pitcher. I just think that Kikuchi has really never fully put it together in the majors, and I think this is basically who he is. And I, I, I don't think he's a factor on this team. I, I, I know it's kind of weird to talk this much about him, but it is, <laughs> had, is always has been strange to me the way I see Kikuchi and the way people seem to talk about him. Mm. So. Yeah, he's about to turn 32, and he's never really had any big league success, so yeah. I think he's done. Yeah. I think um, an X Factor in the lineup that you guys haven't mentioned, I, I like Santiago Espinal, who was an all-star last year. He's kind of a utility guy. They've been trying him all over the infield. He, I Last year, every time I feel like I watched him play, I, I thought that, that you know he's a kid who looks like he could do some damage. He, uh, he was pesky year. last year. He was. Sure. He was absolutely. He only had seven homers in 135 games, so he's not really a guy who's going to hit for pop, but he's like, a good defender again he was an all-star so he's a good utility guy for them and they again i i don't think that their lineup is that complete but they definitely have you know pieces who if let's say matt chapman's not showing up uh if you know bobachek gets hurt um with merrifield if they want to i i think they're gonna keep him in the outfield i don't think he's gonna be playing a lot of the infield but either way he's a guy who's gonna slot in and i i I think he kind of is uh, a better utility guy than the Yankees have at the moment, other than Cabrera. So, Brad, um, where do you yeah. have what do you have their win total at? I have their win total. I have them coming in third in the division. Um, I have them in eighty nine and seventy three, and I do have them sneaking into the playoffs. Okay, yeah. I don't think they're going to do much better than that. That is, I think, the extent of their potential. I think that to them, maxing out all the pitching is good. They find a way to hit, and they end up not winning ninety games. Yeah, I have them on the playoff bubble right now, and eighty four yeah. is low for that. But I just think the rest of the league isn't. 
We'll, we'll, we'll get to it, but I, I think that 84 might actually get you into the playoffs this year. So That's a hot take. What, yeah. do you, what do you guys think of the last two teams in this division? Uh, so just, just going to... Does anybody have two? the Red Sox above fifth? No. 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 Nope. Yeah. Um, so Pakoda does. Let's talk, about, does, let's talk about the Orioles. I disagree then. Yeah. with them. Yeah, I, I think the Orioles are going to be better than the Red Sox. I know that a lot of people are sort of predicting them to like drop off a bit after they found that success last year. Um, you know, success of, of course being being relative but for a team that for 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 five years were um dumpster dwellers uh they've got i think longer than that <laughs> no no it was, it was five years yeah but they've got their their two number one prospects that one of which are adley rutschman graduated last year and was already one of if not the best catcher in baseball the other of which Gunnar henderson is like a few games away from being able to not be considered a prospect anymore um these are going to be the orioles two three hitters most likely um cedric mullins is kind of a guy that i'm a little bit suspicious of i think um he he's had he's had decent success the past few years i'm not really sure how long that lat lasts i think maybe this year and, and next year might kind of be the extent of his all-star caliber if if you want to call that play um anthony santander guy who's been crushing it in the world baseball classic yeah um a, a santander's guy who, fun to watch he, he is one of those entertaining yeah. brands of baseball and he takes a lot of walks yeah um he's a fun player he's a very strong hitter he's a good mid mid lineup zips guy. has him for 30 homers this year 29 yeah ryan mountcastle um needs better plate skills but he hits the ball very very hard if you look at his his what's it called baseball savant page compared with aaron judges even a lot of the really? like uh, exit velos and uh, are, are pretty similar like he's, he's yeah. not too far off but his plate skills are not there so if you if if mountcastle can get that on base percentage up if he can take some more walks and he can keep keep hitting the ball the, the way he is that's going to be a very very serviceable big leaguer absolutely and i was just going to say the thing that jumps out at me about this lineup and i i do think they're going to well the pakota had them at 84 right no uh, 74 oh 74 okay that's very I'll, low for i'll that. take yeah. you over on that i think yeah, they're gonna win about, i think they're gonna win about 77 to 78 i really like this lineup a lot i think it's very very balanced i think you've got three righties four lefties two switch hitters obviously you know different looks for pitchers it makes it a little bit easier i know it doesn't really matter but i just love the balance up and down I how many wins did you have the win? i'm sorry 78 okay uh, I love Mullins. I always have. I do. I am a little suspicious just because he had that down here last year, and he, he's a guy that you don't know how his game is going to age. But you had a guy Austin Hayes last year who had a breakout year. You had Mal Castle who hits the ball extremely hard, as we were saying. Um, you have Gunnar Henderson. A lot of pressure being put on him in this lineup right away. Uh, but I do think that he's very good. I think Santander is going to have a huge year. I see him being an all-star, possibly receiving MVP votes. Something we have not talked about real quick, the pitching. Um, they do not have amazing pitching. I think Dean Kramer comes out as kind of their guy. Kyle Bradish um, is a uh, breakout candidate for okay. me. Yeah, sure. Think, uh, and he had a very strong uh, end of 2022, and I think that that continues into 2023. Sure. How yeah. about, um, are, are we expecting Grayson? Yes, but I am expecting Grayson to have a lot of like four-inning starts. I don't think that right. they're going to like push him past the fifth inning sure. ever right. honestly um 
we might see like 110 innings out of Grayson Rodriguez this year. I think right. they're going to be very good innings, but uh, you know, for like fantasy players, I would I would I would hesitate a bit to uh, take a guy that I, I don't think is going to be used that yeah. far into games. Right. I think John Means enters the season injured. Is that correct? That is when correct. When does he not? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, they got Cole Irvin in a trade from Oakland, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah. Like he's he's a serviceable arm. Uh, Kyle Gibson is as well. This mm-hmm. uh, 35 year old pitcher. I would have just kept Jordan Lyles, honestly. For yeah, I get it. Um, and then Felix Bautista is an amazing arm in the pen, but yeah. I think he's hurt. Is he injured? Um, I I'm not sure. Let me let me pull it up. I'm I don't think he's hurt now. I think he's I think he actually pitched on Monday. I want to say. Okay. Or, oh no, I think he's pitching tomorrow. Got he's it. back. But I was gonna say my there was la- a scare there. That yeah, there was a, was a scare. scare. But I'm gonna say my last. Uh, I'll wrap up the Orioles by saying that I think that Felix Batista, if healthy, is the Mariano Rivera Award winner for best reliever <laughs> sure. in the American League. <laughs> sure. The uh, other thing I would say about them as well is that it's not a team that seemed to make any effort to sign pitching in, in the, the offseason. Sign it's, anyone. It, yeah, and it's, it's going anyone. to be a team that needs pitching. So the only other way to do that is by trade. And I think um, the, the main team that I would look for if the Orioles are good would be Milwaukee because they, I think, are, are going to fall off very hard this year, kind of a preview of next week. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll discuss yeah, that we'll, soon. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get but they're, they're going to have two probably top Top five pitchers, um, one well, one top five pitcher in Corbin Burns, and another top ten pitcher in Brandon yep. Woodruff mm-hmm. that I think are going to be shipped out of town for prospects. And there is no team more suited to make that trade than the Baltimore Orioles. That's a good point. Yeah. I have the Orioles um, also in fourth place. Uh, I have them winning eighty five games. So okay. last well, year, okay. last that's, year they yeah, won eighty three games. They were over five hundred for the first time in years. Yep. Um, easy to forget because they did not even sniff the playoffs. Since I think there was a moment where they came kind of like they was looking like if they won like fifteen games out of twenty or something like that. But there was really a, a bit of a pipe dream. They but, had a shot when it, they weren't supposed to have a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my point being, I think they were extremely young last year and this year they're going to have even more of their talent coming up you know you have gunner and grayson who you know a fun little g and g rookie connection (laughs) which is going to be interesting um gunner henderson showed up and you know he was he was great right away and then he you know came back to earth for a minute but he you know again zips hasn't projected to hit 24 homers with a 260 average which out of a rookie that's kind of something that I think they could really use. I could probably get a rookie um, of the year. Yep, I think so too. Um, you also have guys like Jorge Mateo and Austin Hayes who are absolutely you know viable big leaguers who are going to give you you know relatively good back end of the lineup production. They 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 can hit, um, they can pitch. They are not going to be uh, pathetic anymore, <laughs> and, you know, as opposed to the last team in the division. But we'll get yeah. to that. Can um, we get to it now? Let's really get to it right sure. now. Yeah. We, yes. We've yeah, gone yeah. pretty pretty we long are all here very on the East. Excited Let's just bury yeah. the yes. Red Sox. Okay, let me. I'll let yeah. you guys start. Morgan, you're our guest. Go ahead. Why don't you go first. Yeah. Okay. Let me just say this <laughs> you, is you get the honor. <laughs> this is the worst rotation I've seen the Red Sox run out since the Bobby Valentine years. This is one of yeah. the worst rotations in baseball. I'm gonna have a little more on that later with a hot take, but we'll talk right now. Do about, we have an average age of their pitchers? Okay, I could. I'm looking at their list right. Now Corey Kluber is about to turn thirty seven. Chris Sales thirty four. Nick Pavetta is about 30. Is thirty. Tanner Houck's twenty six, and then Cutter Crawford's twenty seven. Like twenty okay. twenty nine, but it doesn't matter because all these guys are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> Brian Bayo's good. He'll, yep, I, he'll, he is. He'll yes. be in the rotation, but Josh Winkowski will probably be in the rotation. I don't think he's good, but he'll be there. These, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it now because this, we were gonna do bold predictions separately, and I think we still will. But mine is just that. 
none of these five guys will be in the rotation at the end of the year. This, I think Kluber and Sale get hurt. I think Pavetta might get DFA'd because I am so out on Nick Pavetta, and I have been ever since <laughs> I got burned with him in fantasy two years ago. <laughs> and he's not good. He's going he's gonna to have a five ERA and give up a million homers. Tanner Houck is going to go back to the bullpen where he belongs. Cutter Crawford is a failed just a failed player <laughs> this is this rotation is the abyss this is as bad as it gets and that this is a, a proud franchise that has good de- good dedicated fans and i wouldn't say they deserve better than this because this is what they deserve but i will say that god this is like it's rough I, it's, yeah, yeah I, it's I, not I, good. I'll, I'll say the lineup is okay um if they lost losing bogarts is gonna hurt if they lost devers it would be this would be one of the worst teams in the league i mean yeah. what a gut punch um, already just bogarts in general not that he's you know he's good he's great yeah. he earned a lot of money but yeah. I, you know that is your dude yeah, yeah <laughs> I, i'm gonna say guy. i'm gonna say yoshida uh, yeah. is the most interesting and i'll say that he I think he's going to hit around 275-ish with no power. That's my prediction for yeah, him. Yeah, no, me too. Um, me too. But, but I, I will say this lineup isn't terrible. Um, I do think it's the worst lineup in the division. Yeah, I'd say considerably. Yeah, um, and what was the Pakota for the Red Sox? 79. It doesn't matter. I'm going under. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm yeah, going under, too. 72. I, yeah, I, I don't think I gave a, a number for Baltimore. I put them at 79, um, and I'd put the Red Sox at, like, 72. Okay, yeah. Uh, Tristan Casas is a guy I think he's might have a very big year. Yeah. Um, he, he came he up last to. year. He, yeah, or else they're just They fucked. are really hoping. Um, yeah, Devers, superstar, also chases way too many pitches i don't know how yep. that is going to age for him i mean is they, justin turner going to be able to start do we know did you guys mention that uh he got hit in the face I with know. a pitch is so he, uh, I, I, is he he's not playing based on that i don't know yeah. um they kind of brought oh. him in to be their three hole guy it's <laughs> a little rough yeah. i'm sorry i forgot about a key addition that this team made which is um and i feel bad saying this because he seems like a wonderful guy but james paxton is on this team yeah oh, boy and That's like hilarious Why? kluber sale and paxton together in one rotation oh, is God. like it, first of all it's like the three most different guys on the planet yes. paxton's like a lib coffee guy sales a <laughs> lunatic Psycho. anti-vax florida oh guy God. and kluber is just a robot <laughs> yeah um so but all three of those guys in the same rotation uh they're gonna be spending a lot of time in the mri tubes together so uh, <laughs> i don't i don't wish it on them but i just know what's gonna happen from their history uh, 25 starts out of chris sale over under under i'm gonna say seven <laughs> I'll, I'll also say this while sorry i'm going on i just have Go a ahead. lot of opinions on this and i don't want people to think it's because i'm a yankee fan i am and i do hate this team but this like i'm i am being objective this team is not good they're and bad no they're not kenley jansen everyone th- knows they're bad that's not a hot take i don't even think that they know they're bad no but, but everybody else does they yeah, yeah. Yeah. kenley jansen was a terrible signing kenley jansen had <laughs> that's a terrible, the worst signing in the history terrible year last year he had a lot of oh saves God. that doesn't mean anything that means that his team was happened to be winning by three or less runs <laughs> <laughs> and also with the pitch clock, you have this guy that historically takes forever to throw a yep. fucking pitch. Yeah, he's going to be rushing his shit all the time. People are going to run wild. People are going to steal 150 bases off him. Oh my god! And they're paying. Dave Martinez should know the value of a stolen base. <laughs> the fact that they want Kenley Jansen as their closer is insane. Yeah. So okay, I'm I'm done on the Red Sox now. They're going to be awful. They're oh. going to win 72 games. But yeah, the fact that I'm saying this, they're going to sneak into the playoffs and lose <laughs> in the ALCS. I think they're going to win the World Series. Actually, well, do we think anything about Carr? masturbator reese mcguire uh, i'll say that I, <laughs> he did he, i he think did he hit that. a couple homers off garrett cole which is pretty funny yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. i will say that the red sox 
always do this, which is when they field a bad team, they also field a team that's just like depressing in a bunch of different <laughs> ways. Like the Bobby V year when they were like fighting and then the chicken and beer. Like, the Red Sox the really go hilarious. all in on having the bad Fortnite vibes. scandal. <laughs> yes, they, they, they go all in on having bad vibes. And I do kind of respect that. Um, I don't respect anything else about this team. They don't scare me at all. This no. is over. They're over. It's over for Boston. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, so we've, we've got... Morg, would you like to drop your signature line? Which one? What about it? Corey Kluber? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Corey Kluber is apparently going to be the opening day starter. In a mo- and uh, the Red Sox released this with a uh, press statement to which I uh, have coined, uh, Dispatches from the Abyss. Uh, Corey Kluber should not be your opening day starter now or ever again. Wow. Uh, Corey Kluber was the fifth time. pitcher on the Tampa Bay Rays last year. <laughs> yeah. So the opening day starter for the 2023 it's, Boston Red It's over. It's too over. I don't want to spend any more time talking about this team. Uh, you guys want to move into the Central? Uh, well, hold on a second. <laughs> Yeah, the, the only thing I'd say, I mean, just recap, we all have the Yankees Every, in first. We, we all want to hold um, the hammer to put the nails in the coffee. Yeah, we, we all have Baltimore in fourth. We all have the Red Sox in fifth. You two have Tampa in second and the Blue Jays in third. I have the opposite. I have Toronto in second and the Rays in third. Yep. But, like, I, I could kind of see two through four going anywhere. I could see Baltimore being really good this year. I don't know. Yep. Uh, yeah, let's let's. Uh, be- I guess before we move on to the central, Nolan, your the- your win total in the Red Sox seventy two. I have him at seventy six, which I think I'm okay. being a little bit more generous than the two. Of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do we have any bold predictions for this division? I I kind of gave mine on Tiedemann. I think the Orioles could challenge Tampa for third. Is another one of mine. Um, yeah, and then the only other one I didn't really touch on is I think Wander Franco hits above three twenty this year. Oh, the rookie cool. of the year is in yeah. this division. I. Oh, okay. I could see it. I have I have one, which is... Uh, well, I have two about this one. I gave one about how the Red Sox rotation has no guys that will be in it at the end of the year. I think another one is that Nestor Cortez will pitch a perfect game. <laughs> <laughs> I am not kidding. That's a really good oh, one. I, I think it. that he has a very good chance based on the way he plays with rhythm yeah, with the yep. pitch clock. I think that he came close a couple times next year. I do think he's going to regress a little. Or last year, yes. I do think he's going to regress a little just because I don't think it's possible for him to repeat that season. Yeah. But sure. I think it's time to have a perfect game in baseball. We have had one in many years i think who King it, it Felix, would be 2013 2012 it would 2012. be Sorry. so much fun to have nestor pitch a perfect game so that's my bold prediction of all the guys who do it too, i love what that a so story much. that would be i love that bold prediction absolutely should we go um, to uh, what i have well yeah, i have the, the, Amer- Central. the american league rookie of the year coming out of the american league east either you know i think money is probably on gunner yeah it is. um i think volpe has a shot if they let him play Sure. So, do you guys want to go team by team, or do you want to? I think it would be better if, like, we just went each team, and then each of us gives. Yeah, we yeah. Have a, we have a lot to say about the American League East. The rest of these are going to be a little bit yeah. shorter. So, oh, a yeah. little bit. But yeah, I right. still got a bunch to say. What team you want to start with? Um, we'll start with the Twins because Picota projects them to win the division at eighty-eight. Wins. Interesting. And, and win the division? Yes, by wow. point by point four games. I should clarify. Eighty-eight wins to win the Central. Mm-hmm. It's surprising. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have a very hot take about the Guardians, um, sure. which I, well, I will get to. Wait for we, the Guardians. We can, yeah, wait, yeah, wait for enough. the Guardians. Well, okay. Go for more, the Twins more point about the American Keep it in your Central. pants. Well, okay. uh, I, All right. I, I can do the Twins because I don't or have much to say about the them. Um, I'm low on the Twins, as always. I just always am. I, do, I think they're finishing second in this division. I'll take the under on the wins. Uh, I think they're going to win about 83 to 84 games. Um, I just don't see the balance from this lineup, and I don't see Correa and Buxton staying healthy. Nope. I think Gallo, the fact that he's starting is really funny. Goddamn hilarious. Um, I hope the best for him as a human being. He can't be counted on to produce runs. No. Uh, this rotation is intriguing, but I don't think I'll, I'll, I don't think that they're going to be able to hold up over a full season. I do Lopez like, was a good trade. 
Lopez was a good trade. I think he's going to regress though, uh, in this because Miami is cavernous ballpark. Right. And, uh, I'll say Joe Ryan. I think is the most interesting guy on this team. Yep. Um, I'll say that Joe Ryan could do anything from be in the Cy Young conversation to finish with a six ERA. It's true. Um, yeah. And um, I'll say that yeah, the, I have this team winning eighty three to eighty four games. They're uh, also completely right handed rotation wise, which means they might yeah. be in the market for a left handed pitcher at some point soon. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll say for. that last year I had them finishing last, uh, which was not a good prediction. But I'm just uh, I'm just forever low on this team. I'm low on Baldelli. I just don't like the makeup of the team, and that's pretty much all I have to say about them. I yeah. I kind of like Rocco Baldelli. <laughs> I, I like his funny. name. I, he's hilarious. Also, yeah. he's just like a little fireball. It's yeah, it's fair. Um, but either way, um, I also don't have a lot to say about the Twins other than Joey Gallo being your starting left fielder is really funny. I, I mean, Buxton is probably a, a top two most talented baseball player in the league when he's healthy, but he just can't stay on the field. Um, I, I don't know. Correa is a crapshoot at this point. I mean, when he, again, same thing. They, if he stays healthy, which he has, you know, historically, he's great and he's going to be on the field, but we saw what he did in Minnesota last year. It was, you know, it was, it was very good. And that's kind of the best that you can kind of expect for him. And the rest of this team is not that talented. So yeah. uh, I know, think it's not a lot to certainly, expect. Certainly. Uh, they're going to be good defensively, actually. Yeah. yeah, they're, yeah they they're they're going to have a good defense. Michael A. Taylor is a great center fielder. Um, Correa is a great shortstop. Buxton, if he's healthy, can, you know, He'll probably also, DH for them most of the time. I would assume, considering you yeah. know they're going to treat him the way the Yankees have treated Stanton, I would assume. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Nolan? Uh, yeah, I, I think it, well, something that I think is very interesting is that the top two hitters on their team are now the first two picks from the 2012 draft, Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa. That's yeah. funny. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I, honestly, I agree with you, uh, Morgan. I, I would have them at around 83, 84 wins. Let's see, did I? Yeah, I, oh. I, I wrote, I put uh, 83 for them i yeah, have them at 87 oh okay oh, so wow. you're high on them yeah yeah i actually Higher. i have i, I do their have, offense is relatively good i i don't i don't think they're gonna be terrible oh no wait a minute you know what i there's just not they're not gonna be great <laughs> i i was looking at the projections i i have minnesota at 81 going exactly 500 uh, i think they kind of have like i don't know they have sort of three of the same pitcher almost but although joe ryan did just add this like sweeper pablo lopez is a guy that like i think he's good but i also think his ceiling is not particularly high yeah it's a guy who's been pitching in florida for so long i think you have him going to pitch in minnesota we, we might see some um early season struggles for him thoughts on sunny gray being a top of the rotation guy for them also sunny gray um he says that he wasn't really built up last year, so he's always got something to say. Yep. Yeah, he does always he does. have something to a say. A reason why he's not great. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I mean, it's it's possible. Like I think he could be like a three, maybe a four. They they have him as their two. I think Joe Ryan is going to be better than Sonny Gray. I, I predict. Yeah. Um, Tyler Malley's not a guy that I'm high on no. at, at all. I think he could be pitching in Japan next year. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. Yeah. Um, and then Maeda, like. Just uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't trust the arm. They're, they're kind healthy. of a boring team. Past yeah. you know the big. Yeah, headlines. I will say there's this. not a lot going on. With the Sorry, I don't think they have much of a ceiling. Yeah, I'll say this. They do have an interesting bullpen. Uh, like yes. I, I like yep. the. They have experience there in Pagan. They have upside there in Duran, who's maybe the hardest throwing per player in the history of baseball. Mm-hmm. And Jorge Lopez, obviously very uh, experienced, had a great year last year. We'll see where that goes this year. Griffin Jack's just a great name to say. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do think this bullpen's pretty good. I think the pitching's okay. I just The, the lineup, I just don't think will stay healthy. And even if what, they are healthy, I just don't think they scare you. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, something else we didn't mention: Royce Lewis last year came up for like I don't know, not many games, but he did hit really well when he was here. Um, so he could be interesting to pay attention to. Um, Simeon Woods Richardson. Okay, they have some young, a couple young guys that it just you know worth paying attention to, but nothing really more than that. And they traded the the batting leader last year, the batting <laughs> yeah. title champion. In, in, so, a, in a deal, I yeah. thought made their team worse. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they're they they're just they're in an interesting spot. In that they are not interesting at all. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't find this team interesting. Right, yeah. um, Brody, you touched on a little bit of their pitching is entirely right-handed. Like they just they don't have any left-hand. Like they have, is Devin Smeltzer left-handed? Maybe I, I don't. They know. They don't have a lot is of lefties. He, where is they he? Really like the don't. Pioneer not League? Good. <laughs> Probably. Oh wait, they have two lefties on the projected roster. I apologize. They do have Chris Paddock, who's not a lefty. They have Chris Paddock. He yeah, is having right. Tommy wow. John. He will not pitch this year. But mm-hmm. I will say that. Yeah, uh, look at that. Having Chris Paddock. Another around, righty though. Makes every team more irritating. So yeah. um, Royce Lewis, if he comes back healthy, is arguably a top like 15, 20 prospect. Um, Chris Edward, Paddock had the surgery, by the way, last May, which means he should be back this year. I think by the Early. end of the year, Edouard Julien is their everyday second baseman. I was going to say guy that with too, amazing yeah. plate skills. Gary Sanchez. Is he, he, no, no, he's unsigned. Yeah, which no, Gary Sanchez okay. is still free agent. People want the Yankees. I just, I just like saw his name. Hilarious. Yeah, he's yeah, there. Um, I, I'm, I'm not very excited about the Twins. They so let Chris Archer leave. <laughs> Guardians, yeah, yeah. So I, oh, bro, you can start with the Guardians. Yeah, bro, yeah, you have so a, you have I do have a hot take them. with the Guardians. They're going to win a hundred more games or a hundred plus games. I, this year. I, I don't agree, but I do think they're going to win a t- more games than people think. I have their record at a hundred and one games, a hundred and one and sixty-one. So or hundred, yeah. Sorry. Okay, get into one and sixty-one. So the reason last year, I am terrified of their lineup. I am. I genuinely think this might be the most underrated lineup in the, at least the last few years. I mean, Quan by himself is. I, I love watching him play baseball just because there's really not a lot of dudes who play like that, and there were when we were little. Sure. Um, and he just kind of reminds me of you know a, a very fun era of baseball. Um, let's see, Rosario. He's you know he's gonna probably hit about 280. He is what he is. Um, Jose Ramirez, probably the best hitter in baseball, um, or at least arguably best switch hitter in baseball. Um, they just signed Josh Bell, which is going to be fun. Big first baseman, uh, target for the Yankees last year when Rizzo was injured, um, or if he was going to leave in free agency, they were thinking maybe go for Josh Bell. Uh, Josh Naylor is an absolute psychopath. Um, <laughs> he's kind of a wild card. Um, I like Oscar Gonzalez a lot. He was a fun rookie. Um, I'd like to see how he follows it up. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they went after, um, who is it? They got a catcher that they usually Zunino. Uh, Zunino, yeah. So a guy who kind of hits. They kind of forfeited a little bit of the defense for Zunino, who has a little bit of pop on uh, the plate, which is not something that a team like this would normally do, where they're very analytical. Well, no, also um, Zunino. It's gonna be interesting. Zunino's a pretty good defensive catcher. His problem is that he can't. He can only hit for power, and I believe he can only hit lefties. Yeah, he can't make any contact. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure he's one of those guys where he only can hit lefties. Like, well, catching, li- you kind of double down on one aspect of what they can do. Yeah, it's you know, he, yeah, you need know, a power guy. I'll say this about the Guardians: uh, what what was their Pakoda on? Eighty-seven. Yeah, I have them way over. I have them winning about ninety-four games. Um, I think the Central is soft. I think, as Brody said, I, I think this lineup is very, very good. I think Tyler Freeman is a breakout candidate, even though he might not get any a lot of playing time. Love that guy. The, his bat-to-ball skills are really, really good. He hit 247 in limited t- time last year. I think he's going to – if he sees playing time this year, I think he's getting over 280. I love the middle of this lineup. I think Stephen Kwan, one of my bold predictions, Stephen Kwan batting title. Okay. Yep. Um, That's not that bold. I, I genuinely – I like Stephen He, he might hit 320. I'll, I like him a lot. I'll yeah. say this rotation – is the top three are great, 
Bieber, Mackenzie, Quantrill. Is yes, nothing as good after as it that. gets. Yeah. After that, it starts to drop Savali off. Savali and Plezak are a rough this back is, end. Yeah, but this team has had a pitching factory for a decade now. So Logan Allen might come up, though. This yeah, year. and I, I, I see it continuing. Which one? They have two Logan Allens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I think this bullpen's good, too. I don't think this team has a lot of holes. I think maybe they could use a little more power, but I don't think that that's going to be a huge problem with Josh Bell added. Yep. Um, and I'll say that, yeah, I think this team is winning 94 games. I think they're winning the division. Uh, they also have a great bullpen. Some we didn't really yep. touch on. Klaus no and Karachak are yeah. a fantastic back end. Their only holes uh, are the four and especially. five starters. Yeah, yeah. Eli um, Morgan, Morgan, who I saw make his major league debut. Uh, yeah, which was fun. And then uh, yeah, All right. I, I liked watching him pitch. Anyway, Nolan, what do you think? Nolan, go ahead. Yeah, I've I've got the uh, Guardians at. So I, I wrote eighty five. I think I'm, I might have been a little bit uh, conservative. I, I could see them them winning a few more games than that um steven kwan i completely agree is just a great player like he's i think he sort of is what they want guardians baseball to be like yeah. just nine steven kwans if they can have that yeah Pesky. exactly he, he he makes contact with everything he gets a ton of hits i think like like morgan said it should be a perennial honestly bad inside looking tender um ahmed rosario is a guy who is certainly good he doesn't have a ton of power he runs very fast, but his plate skills are not there. I think Ahmed Rosario's like ceiling is Tim Anderson. I can see that. And That's fair. Maybe he hits that for like this year. Um, yeah. I don't think he's a guy that I'd want around like long term. Mm-hmm. Um, Jose Ramirez's aging curve scares me a little bit. I, I think he's how old he's is he now? Thirty. Okay. Uh, I think he's obviously like a he's still a uh, superstar, and I think he's going to have a very good year. But you know, I'm I'm not sure how long. That he will be like a you know first round fantasy pick for example. Sure, um, I would say another two years on that maybe max. Yeah, I'd say so. But like I'm you know if if I'm but we're talking about this year. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. I'm in a uh, dynasty league, I would say I'm not buying high on Jose Ramirez right sure. now. Um, Josh Bell is a guy who I think it's tough to value because the Washington Nationals just kind of gave him away mm-hmm. in the Juan Soto trade to the yep. Padres last year, and then once he got to San Diego, he didn't hit at all. Yeah. Um, but it, this is a guy who is a very good hitter. He's 30, and um, I think a guy whose skills should be able to translate into the back nine of, of his career. Um, I could certainly see see Josh Bell being a high-impact bat for this team this year. Um, Andres Jimenez sort of lit the world on fire last year as, as the replacement for Francisco Lindor in that trade. Um, he was very good. I, I do think you might see a little step back from him, or like maybe you see like a, about the same. I, I don't think he takes like a huge step forward this year, really. In, in any case, um, Oscar Gonzalez just like I, I don't know. I'm I'm really biased against guys who swing it at everything, and Oscar Gonzalez swings at everything. Um, and then Miles Straw is just who who cares for their pitching rotation. Shane Bieber. He was in the minors forever. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, Oscar, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's 24 um, now, but he was in the minors since 2015. Bieber yeah. won the Cy Young in the short in 2020 season. He was just unreal that year. Um, he's lost a significant amount of velo since, and like he's he's really only working on his deception is the only reason that he's an, an ace right now. That and he eats a ton of innings. Like he's. You know, if I think they would have they would have thrown him out there for two hundred and thirty innings last year if they could have. Like I, I had, or especially in twenty twenty one. Like I monitored so many of his starts, and um, he was just 
he was throwing like 130 pitches per game and that's just wasn't some insane yeah and that that wasn't something that i saw any other pitcher in the league doing or any other team in the league trying to even exploit out of their pitcher yeah yeah so i thought that was really really kind of strange and i think we've certainly seen the effect on his arm of that moving on from shane bieber tristan sticks mckenzie i think is is a real big time breakout candidate this year uh there has there have been some health concerns for him um, but if he's able to throw like 170, 180 innings, he could even be a Cy Young candidate. Uh, this is this kid. I think the sky is the limit for him. He's only 25. He's going to be entering his uh, pitching prime here. He could get 200. He could get 200 strikeouts this year. Um, the back three in their rotation: Cal Quantrill, Aaron Savali, and Zach Plesac. I like Savali like well enough. And Quantrill, I think, is a pretty league average pitcher. He's going to be like a 3-4 for his entire career. Zach Plezak, I don't think, is much of a factor. Um, I, I would very much imagine... Not very special. Yeah, no, he, he doesn't have much. I think that their prospect, uh, Tanner Bibby, could take over that spot in the rotation very early this year. He's already 24. Um, I think that this is the year, without a doubt, that Tanner Bibby will get a shot. Um, they also have Daniel Espino, who is one of the, the one of the most talented arms in the minor league baseball today. Uh, but he can't stay healthy. He is already out for the first couple months of the year, and uh, it'll it'll we need to wait and see to see if if he'll be up this year. But but if he is, there are few pitching prospects in baseball with that potential. And that's about it, I'd say, for the Cleveland Guardians. Do you want to move forward to the Chicago White Sox? Did you give a record? I did. I projected okay. 85 for them, but I am sort of acknowledging that that might have been a bit conservative. Sure. I could see like 88. Maybe. We are all over the place on them. We, we are. Different. Yeah. You have them over 100. <laughs> I have them yeah. at 101. Wow. I'm at 94. Uh, okay, so the White Sox. Yeah. Um, this lineup's weird. Like this team is weird. The 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 whole vibe of this team is like um, strange. It's very strange. It's kind of like uh, how oh boy. Okay, so like you know how when a country has like a dictator leave, and they have to have like uh, a a president uh, who kind of makes things normal again, and like um, after all the craziness, kind of settles everything sure. down before the country can like thrive again. They sure. just need to return to normalcy. <laughs> that kind of feels what the season's going to be for the White Sox because they had so much blown potential these last couple of years. Under How do you the- feel about Tony Larusa? Oh, not a fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think that that was stupid uh, to hire him in the first place. Ridiculous. They, they, they did it because they were mad they fired him uh, forty five years ago. Yep. Um, and anyway, here's uh, a question. really funny reason to give someone a job. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the Joe Biden of the Chicago White Sox? <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Is it? Hang on one second. I'm looking. Yeah, at I don't the even know who their the manager is. Pedro Griefel. That's right. Yeah, that's okay. right. Oh, all right. Uh, of course, it's Pedro Griefel. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I think that this team will be okay. Um, I would put them at. I, I don't know what the Pakota is, Nolan. Uh, the Pakota for the White Sox is. 79 and i'm honestly hammering the over on that. yeah i'm gonna go over i don't know how much over i would say 82 81 82 i Uh, could see this team winning 85 games i have them at 83 i think that the pendulum has swung way too far in the opposite direction after they were the consensus favorites to win the division in 2020 people had them winning the american league last Um, year listen to this projected lineup tim anderson luis robert Andrew Benintendi, Eloy Jimenez, Yohan Moncada, Andrew Vaughn, Yasmani Grandal, Oscar Colas, and Elvis Andrews. It's yeah, a solid that's lineup. That's a very solid it's lineup. A, it's a solid They're lineup. They're going to hit. 
I will mm-hmm. say they're I definitely going to hit. I, I said this earlier. This lineup is weird, and what I mean by that is that there are so many guys on here that at some point or another were supposed to be like baseball's LeBron. Yeah, like yeah. there's like <laughs> Luis Robert, there's Eloy, there's Yoan Moncada, there's Colas, who's like that guy now. There's and Tim Anderson, who was never like that kind of prospect, but still was really good. So what I mean by that is Andrew Vaughn too. When Andrew, Andrew Vaughn was drafted. Yes. They yeah. thought he was like the best bat in years. Yes. Yeah. So what I mean by that is there's a lot of yet to be unfulfilled potential in this lineup. Four top twenty picks. Absolutely. I, I think they're going to hit. I, I'll say that. I don't think they're going to pitch. Um, I like Dylan Cease. Obviously, he's very, very good. I'm always high on Lucas Giolito. Those two are fine. Yep. Uh, Kopech concerns me. I think he's got the stuff. I don't know if he necessarily should be a starter. <laughs> I just don't know if he's got the length. I don't know. It, it, you know, you've seen it in games with him where he starts out, he'll throw like four perfect innings and then give it up. And that kind of concerns me. Um, Mike Clevenger is a piece of shit. So yep, he should yep. not be on this team. So I'm not even going to discuss him. But He's I, also going to suck. He's going to suck. I watched him at work the other day. Independently uh, of his shittiness. Not good. Uh, Lance Lynn, I feel bad because I do like Lance Lynn. I think he's going to have a really, really rough year. I think that... He's 36. He's 36. He's it's uh, it's starting to go for him. You could see it a little bit last year. I think that they're counting on him to be a number two, and I think he's closer to a number four at this point in his career. Um, I also think this bullpen's not that good. Yeah, I just don't really see it with this team. I think that they're going to be better than people think. I just don't think they're going to be much better. I think the lineup's going to hit for sure. I don't think they're going to pitch well. And last thing I'll say about this team is that Oscar Colas is my rookie of the year. Sure. Interesting. Uh, I love okay. that. And yeah. I think he's an amazing, power back. amazing hitter, amazing pure hitter, contact and power. And he's just a monster. He's a specimen if you look at this guy. And if you look at his minor league numbers, it's completely insane. So I think that he's going to pick up a lot of the slack that Jose Abreu um, left when he left. That's the main thing. It's just this team has just strange vibes to me. Like, it's all there on paper. I just don't – something doesn't add up. So I'm curious to see what you Uh, guys think. Speaking of – replacing Jose Abreu, I think Andrew Vaughn is a very strong potential breakout candidate for me this year. Um, This is a guy who... Just turned 25. Yeah, he just turned 25 when, like I just said, when when he was drafted, he was seen as the best pure hitter in quite a long time. Uh, He hasn't really flashed that power in the big leagues. He's been like a 20, 25 home run guy. I think this could be the year he gets to 30, maybe even 35. Like, he seems like a guy that just should be able to have that power. Like, guy's built like a fucking barrel. Um, and he's he's replacing Jose Abreu at, at first base long term. This job is all his. He has to grab it, and I think he will. And um, I agree with Morgan about uh, Oscar Colas. That's another big-time bat. Like I said, I think people are way too low on, on the Chicago White Sox right now. I think... Pocota projecting 79 wins is crazy. I'd have Yeah, them, that I don't get. Yeah, I, I have that closer to like 85. I think there's a lot of like, you know, this team burned everybody last year. Everybody thought they were going to win like 90 games when the division get you right You see in. why? They uh, act like nothing happened. Yeah, our podcast battery died. Why'd you apologize? No, no. <laughs> but I do think that the pendulum swung way too far on Chicago in terms of expectations. I think Dylan Cease is due for another big year. He just has to limit the walks. He can do everything else. I agree. Clevenger uh, is shit and is a shit person. Uh, I'm, I'm not super high on Lucas Giolito anymore. I think... I think his best days are behind him. I could see a decent year out of Lance Lynn, and I am pretty high on Michael Kopech. 
But I've got this team winning about 85 games. I think that they could compete with Cleveland for the rotation, and I do like them better than the Twins. I, I'm just going to jump in real quick on yeah, the, do uh, it. Lucas Giolito. I just think that um, I think that Larusa blew his arm out. That's very possible. That's my take on Lucas because I think that he was having a great career, and you would look up and you would see Lucas throwing 130 pitches in a game or whatever when nobody else was doing it, like you were yeah. saying about Bieber. Yeah. I, I just really think that. I, I mean, I'm not going to say directly his fault, but I think that Larusa altered his career with the way he was yeah. using him. So that, that it's sad because I do like Lucas, but um, yep, that's about it. So Lance Lynn, I think, um, being a guy that has had a few good seasons for them now, and is what is he? 36, we said. 36. Yep. He's kind of a fastball dominant guy. His arms kind of starting to fall apart at this age. I I don't think he's going to be as reliable. He's been an innings guy, so we'll see. But he's still he's projected for almost 200 strikeouts, which is interesting. I think the rotation is by far the only real question mark that they have. Uh, another team that's completely right-handed. I, their lineup, I'm, I'm not concerned about their balance. They have a lot of power. They, just, they, they have, have to a lot stay of average. healthy because it's they been Jimenez and Luis Robert just their getting hurt year after year. Bench is and that not can't happen great. again. They have Gavin Sheets, it looks like. It really kind of, oh, it's all right. Yeah, another sure. another failed big process. Yes, yeah, yeah. Not a lot of huge... Um, For the record, I'm not saying the rest of these guys are failed. I'm just saying yeah. like, they didn't <laughs> Jake quite Jake Berger, to too, Mark. Yeah. Um, anyway, so point being, I, I think the lineup is the only real question mark. They Their bullpen is fine. I guess um, Graven in the back end is alright. Aaron Bummer is okay. They have Joe Kelly kicking around. Yeah, Liam um, Hendricks was diagnosed with lymphoma which yes. is really just tough. Yeah, that really yes. um, Not good. Yeah. Um, brutal news. Garrett Crochet is coming off of Tommy John. Oh, I um, forgot about that guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, oh, he sure. is. Yeah. Um, Another so guy on my Should be radar. back this year, though. He had a last not April. A, not a pitcher, but somebody in the uh, Speaking farm of another is Brian Ramos, big prospect, by the way, a lot of people crochet. have been talking about recently. I think he could be their third baseman of the future. I, I he don't disagree. Looks yeah. like he's played mostly double I do wonder how long they're going to stick Mankata there. I, I, I yeah. kind of wonder if he might move somewhere. What's either the move ceiling teams, for Mankata? Yeah, either move teams or at least move positions because he's not a very good defensive third baseman. A little um, like premonition on the White Sox. I feel like they're going to make some kind of crazy move at the deadline. They feel like they're they getting are Trevor Bauer. Um, oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, baby. Whoa, Whoa, Paul Goldschmidt just hit a two-run home run in the Team World USA, Baseball. Yeah. We're big patriots over here. Hey, yeah. did anyone see how Adam Wainwright got out of that mess in the first? Uh, a couple ground balls. Yeah. Very interesting. Like Bases ball. loaded, nobody out yeah. walking a run. Anyway. You got, um, Broden, what do you think? What's so your win total? I have them at 83 wins. I think that that feels fair for them, if maybe honestly a bit under. This is assuming... I, I think if everything goes really well for them, they could... Probably, I don't think they're going to win the division because I have Cleveland winning 100 games. Sure. Um, I don't think the White Sox are capable of winning 100 games. <laughs> no. I do think that they are very capable of making the playoffs, though, if everything goes well. I don't have them making the playoffs as they sit currently at 83 wins. Um, I, I think that if they get good performances out of their stars, like a Robert. Robert? Robert. Robert. I think it's Robert. Robert. He it's says Robert. Robert. I think Does he? Yeah. it okay. seems like it should be Robert, but he Does. says Robert. So All right. So anyway, Lou Bob Robert also works. Yes. Lou, Lou Rowe, Rowe. whatever. Um, so uh, Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, Benintendi has a free agent signing that they really kind of depending on him for um, offense. He hit 300 last, well, in the beginning of last year and showed up at the end. <laughs> yeah. Jack all. Um, but um, and then Eloy, he was like, and, they hated you know, me here. Yeah, did, you didn't do anything here. Yeah. You showed up, you broke your hand, and you left. It's yeah, fine, whatever. Fuck um, off, Andrew Benintendi. That's the status <laughs> that's, of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, get the yeah, fuck yeah. out. Um, fuck you, Andrew Benintendi is going to be the title of this podcast. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. So um, Andrew Vaughn, 
uh, Eloy Jimenez, Andrew Benintendi, Luis Robert, Tim Anderson. If those guys do well, this team is going to do well. If Lance Lynn and Dylan Cease and Giolito have a good season, this team is going to do well. I think those kind of that's that's eight dudes right there who need to have a good year, and the team will be fine. I agree. Yeah. And, okay, so I think unfortunately we have to talk about the Royals. Yeah, um, God. should we start we, a we two-minute timer like about... and everyone can just <laughs> get a quick opinion? Yeah, I was going to say like this team. I'm not. I don't think this is the worst team in baseball. I don't think this is even like, the worst either. team in this division. No, I not, think this no. is the most boring team in this division, which is crazy because yes. they have a lot of young talent. Yep. But why are they so boring? It's just they're, they're so they're boring. organizationally boring. And I'll say this: I do think this team has a lot of talent. I I don't know what Pakota has for them. I'm going to guess like 73. Something like that. Uh, 63. 63? Okay, I'm taking they projected they'll come in fifth in the division? Yeah. I'm taking the over. I'm going to say this team wins 70 games. I'm going to take the over on that hard. Um, I don't know about hard. but 63? Well, I'm I'm at 71, which is eight games over projected feels like a hard over. But yes, go on. Okay, so I'll just say I think Bobby Wood's making the jump this year. I think that he is too undeniable to not do that. You've rarely heard anyone talk about a prospect the way he was talked about. I think Melendez, who I do think is going to replace Sal Perez at some point this yeah, year sure. on the plate, uh, whether that's moving Sal to DH or How moving him to another be? team. He's only 33. He's 33, but that's I think really it, old it and catch probably will be putting Sal at that, uh, DH. Yeah, he can he, hit even too. though he's a great hitter. MJ Melendez is kind of a dead fish behind the plate. Yeah, um, yes. That's the only thing. His defense so, is going to have to get a lot better. I'll say this about this team. The top four is good. Yep. Witt, Melendez, Perez, Pasquantino is good. After that, you descend into the fucking T.S. Eliot wasteland. You got Dozier, you got Kyle Isbell, Edward Olivares, Michael Massey, Nate Eaton. Those are all professional players. Uh, if, <laughs> that is if, about the baseline thing yeah, you could like, say. That's pretty much thing, all um, I could say. Michael Massey, I think, could have a decent year. Michael Massey is a good Good hitters. I agree. They're he's young. young. They're all the, young. Yeah. They're all yeah. young. They're all either twenty-seven or twenty-eight. Hitter. Like he's, they're all young. He's got some pop. Uh, Vinny P is it's a like young team. Probably the breakout candidate yes. in this like entire league. Sure, yeah. Dude's yeah. a rake. Uh, yeah, this is a guy who walks more than he strikes out. Has a ton of pop. Um, he's going to be a middle of the order first baseman for years. He just turned twenty-five. He was yeah. in AAA for a little too long. He he cooked and now he's ready. Oh, <laughs> also is coming off the WBC. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Team I, Italy. I do think it's cool of them to give Michael Massey a shot after uh, having the same name as the actor who shot Brandon <laughs> Lee on the set of the crow in the nineties. <laughs> Um, I think that's nice of them. And um, that right there is why Morgan is on the podcast. Yes, that, exactly. <laughs> um, well, let me just, this rotation real quick, because this is a fucking nightmare. Um, no, goddamn cranky. Singer, Singer's good. He's legitimately good pitcher. He legitimately, He's I think, the only one. I think yeah. we'll have a breakout good year. Also coming off the WBC. Yes. Yes. Granky, I think, is, is what he is. Old. I think he'll be fine. He's old. Uh, Jordan Lyles, I actually liked last year on the also Orioles. Old. But I weirdly have this, I've always had this belief that Jordan Lyles should be a one-inning reliever just because he's got a great sinker, and I think that that would be interesting to see. He sounds like one. His name sounds like one. He's not a good starter. Uh, Ryan Yarborough is like perpetually like the only guy the Rays ever failed to unlock. I, I don't see that being good. Brad Keller sucks. Uh, arguably <laughs> yeah, the worst pitcher in baseball. Um, Carlos so, Hernandez, I think, is okay. Yeah, great reliever. Yeah. And he and I will say this. This team has Roldis Chapman, which is hilarious. hilarious. So Before they oh trade him to the so Mets funny. on May 24th. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm like I'd be so happy. It. It's just oh so May twenty fourth. We can talk about that in the NL preview, but yeah. I, yeah. And oh, I'll man. also say I'll say this: this team has a good bullpen. Uh, I like Josh Stamon a lot. 
I like Stallman. I do like Garrett, even though it's kind of irrational. Barlow. Barlow's, Barlow's amazing. Good. Yeah. Clark is like I think Amir Garrett leader. too, which is he's yeah. older than you think. So yeah, I'll say I'll old, say this yeah. team's gonna win seventy games. I think I have them in fourth, and I think they're extremely boring. And uh, that's the last thing I'm gonna say about them because I don't want to talk about them anymore. Yeah, I, I have nothing more to say about the Kansas City Royals. Uh, the only thing I have to say about them is Bobby Wood Jr.'s. Pro- I, I I have a hot take that he's gonna be in the MVP conversation. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. Um, Bobby Witt, only, only thing he needs to do is take more walks, and as soon as that happens, yep. he'll be an MVP. He also Absolutely. might be the most talented leadoff guy in the league. Like, I probably the most versatile I mean, I up I mean, there. I don't know about most. He can hit for, like, 280 with, like, 28 homers and maybe, like, 30 stolen bases, which could be fun. Yeah. I feel like that might just only depend on teams, like, like Altuve, deployment I mean, yeah, who yeah, actually like, hits exactly, leadoff. Exactly. Springer, yeah. like, you know. Like, Wander uh, Franco, I think, is pro- Okay, the prototype. I don't think he's going to hit leadoff. The skill set of a typical leadoff. Okay, can I, anyway. can I talk about the Tigers? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's do it. This is the worst team in baseball. <laughs> yes, by is. far. This is I, this team is going to be challenging the 2003 record. Although the A's, <laughs> no, this team is worse than the A's, and I'll tell you why. Wait, what is the record for our listeners who don't know, and maybe one of your hosts? It's the 62 Mets. I think they won 40 games. I want to say they won 40. Did they games? really? I yeah, I don't, I'm I'm not even familiar yeah, yeah. with this. I I know it's the 62 Mets, but I was going to say so maybe two, two of your hosts are done. Yeah, 40, <laughs> 40 and 120, and but one. They I'm tied talking about the 2003 oh, wow. Tigers from when I were a kid. When Casey I was a kid. Stengel. Wow. Yes. Okay. When I was a kid, the 2003 Tigers I think won 42 games, uh, and that team featured Mike Maroth, who famously lost 20 games. That's uh, amazing. Last time that's happened, but. This team much is more impressive than Patrick Corbin games. came close. Yes, he did. I was yeah. like, I was on the watch out for that. This is the worst team in baseball. Um, this is worse than the A's. Like this, this team is going to strike out three thousand times. <laughs> this, this lineup is dreadful. There's talent, but it's not going to work. It's like one of those things where you could try to talk yourself into it, but you know it's not going to work. Javi Baez is one of the worst contracts in baseball. The guy's got nothing left. Akil Badu yep. is a fun player. Mister Chase, right? Javi yeah. Baez. Javi Baez just swinging. Oh out of his God. shoes and everything. Whatever he wants. Yep. Amazing. The only person on this team who I think could have a good year, I think there's like one and a half. I think Riley Green will have yep. a good year. Yep. Um, and I think I Torkelson might have a bounce back year. But outside of that. I like Jonathan Scope. Yeah, he's old now. Jonathan Scope is done. I don't yeah. know. I, I used to like him. So I, Austin I also Meadows. Like his Scope name. was like the worst player in the league last year. Yeah, yeah I know. Like but I, I like Jonathan Scope. I okay, have to fine. like him. That's fine. Sure. Austin I don't Meadows. think he's going to do well. I just like him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Austin sure. Meadows has vertigo. He's done. The only <laughs> reason to watch this team is Miguel Cabrera. Like yep. sl- his last season. Retirement. Waste. And I'll what say a this. freaking waste. Oh, my God. This is maybe the worst rotation in baseball, too. Like, in addition to having the worst. Oh, my God, it is. Yeah, it's bad. And yep. the bullpen, it's fucking really forget about it. This is worse than like high school bullpen. Oh this is God. the worst team ever. This is the worst <laughs> team in baseball. Really I, I will say this team, I don't know what Pakota has. I'm going to guess 60. 66. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm Wait, gonna say Jason this, Shreve was an NRI. I'm saying this team wins 51 <laughs> games. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have them quite that low, but I do have them at 60. Yeah. I, got, I, go, I go 60 to 102. I think um, Riley I had him Green, at 63, like you, you touched yeah. on, I think he's like the only kind of bright spot. Like he wasn't even that good last year. Like his WRC plus was below 100, but mm-hmm. like the rest of the team was just so dreadful that, and he was a top prospect. I think he still is. He's shown a lot of opposite field power this spring. Um, they did. They pu- they pulled in their their wall a bit because yeah. like yeah, which is did, which is going to make the team worse. Well, so, yeah. no, but this team actually, yeah, you know what it might because this team has for a lot now, of guys well, who like to hit yeah. for power, which is the only reason I have them winning sixty. I sixty three games. So yeah. I mean, they have a lot um, of dudes who could hit twenty homers, and by a lot, like three. But Torkelson still. like 
needs to be a big leaguer. I, I would be stunned if he wasn't. Like, there's just there's yeah. just no way he's not. Like, he has to be, he has to be okay. Yeah. Maybe he won't be anything more than that. He was supposed to be like their like saving just, grace. Yeah. Maybe he'll just be fine. Okay, but for saving know. grace, you need another uh, player on your team who's good. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean Austin Meadows and well, Riley Green are fine. Well, they thought they had it yeah. last year, and then yes. nothing yeah. happened. Uh, right. Do you guys see Miguel Cabrera shit. having a Albert Pujols like type no. resurgence at the no. end of the year? No. Or is he done? Done. He's I done. He's going to hit around two forty, I think. Which Nobody might, thought Albert Pujols were going to do anything last year. Well, yeah, I, but eh, Miguel is Cabrera's gonna, cooked. Yeah, he's going to hit two forty and lead the team in batting average. Pujols <laughs> was also Jeez, on a team that was playing like relevant games. Yeah, so Miguel Cabrera is just going to like show up in front of like two thousand people. I will say, what a fucking sad end to a Hall of Famer's career. I will say this. I'm, I'm excited to see who uh, overpays at the deadline for Matthew Boyd, who hasn't been good in five years. Yeah. Um, yeah. 32. Yeah, I, I, the Yankees have for I some bet it's reason. like the Phillies, maybe. Who knows? Phillies, Phillies. seem right. But for some reason, the Yankees have been connected to Matt Boyd over <laughs> and Yeah, it's happened so many times. Um, when the Mets get it makes no all sense. their pitchers yeah. hurt. So I think that's it on the Tigers for me. Um, yeah, the only yeah. other things I'll say, uh, Casey Mize, their former 1-1 yeah. pick, had Tommy John last June. Like, I, What's he going to do? Be a reliever? And then Tariq Skubal, who is their best pitcher by a – arm and a leg by a head and shoulders is the correct term yeah uh had flexor tendon surgery in august and uh i don't think he's gonna pitch much this year at all hell tier this team is hell hell yeah they are in hell this team is in hell they're not going to win anything they're gonna miss their projection of 65 wins and i feel very very confident saying that are they the only team that we've all said under on the Pakota. Maybe. I think so. Boston. Oh, Boston. Boston. <laughs> Boston. Right. But yeah, no, this team's very bad. Um, uh, I don't even have a saving grace. So I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, the only... Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Last uh, year, this team have... ranked in the bottom five of average on base, OPS, run scored. They were 30th in run scored in homers, and they were 28th in stolen bases. They were uh, 23rd in ERA, 23rd in whip. They were... The only thing they were above 20th in was walks per nine. Oh, great. And they were dead last in K per nine. There's a feather in your cap. They <laughs> are um, pathetic. Yeah. yeah. Their right. offense and defense is so literally bottom yeah. 10 in everything, bottom five in offense. So, should we wrap up the central? Do, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, so. do we have any extra bold predictions? I've got a few I could, I could uh, Do you have something you want to run off? Go I mean, for it. I kind of oh, touched yeah, on ahead. it already, but I said I have Andrew Resurgent Vaughn. MVP for Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mentioned it a little. I do have Andrew Vaughn breaking out. I think Vinny Pasquantino that. certainly will break out. I think he will even be top 10 in on-base percentage this year. Yeah. That's a g- um, I have Eloy Jimenez staying healthy take. and hitting 45 home runs. Uh, wouldn't we love to see it? Yep. Yeah. 45? Um, yeah. Absolutely, he wow. he could hit fifty. Even he's Man. this is a guy who's never stayed healthy because he's been yeah. he's had like freak wrist injuries and shit. Do the Tigers have any prospects? Jackson Job. They're all with Jackson. Job, he's who, not going to be here for years. Jackson Job, who it was also just announced is missing three to six is months right? with the yeah, shoulder surgery. Uh, April, May, and June. He's wow. cooked. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they have they're, Colt they're, Keith in the minors. Might be like a third <laughs> base bat. Their um, top eight prospects are in Double A or lower. It's yeah, over. top five. Only it's one over. of them Get, is below. If you're, a ti- if you're a Tigers fan, get really into uh, HBO Max original series. No, 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 no. Become a uh, Lions fan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Dump I mean, all they, your time into the Detroit Lions. They already are. No, 
that's well, been, that that's become. been much of a relief for them. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. yeah. How I, fun is that? Just take solace in knowing that you can also be a Lions fan exactly. in the winter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, don't, I don't really have any yeah. bold predictions. Yeah. I think that there's a chance AJ Hinch gets fired, uh, even though this really isn't his fault. It's really not. Um, yeah. Who's their GM? It's They just got a new one. They, uh, the guy, the last guy they had there was Al Avila. That's Al- oh, yeah, wait. Um, and as far as the rest of the Central goes, I'm going to say that Joey Gallo, I think, will be the only guy in baseball who still gets shifted. <laughs> like I think, yes. I think they're going <laughs> to pull the left fielder to shift him. Yeah. Like every at bat, uh, and that's I about agree. it. So, any other know. hot takes for the central? Um, yeah, that's mine it. Was oh, Bobby Witt for an and MVP Oscar Colas is my rookie of the year. You like Colas? Okay. I have. I mean, my hottest take is the Guardians winning 100 games, which I do stand by. Yeah. So, um, something I have that's yeah. just a little strange is that they give the Tigers a 0.1 percent chance to win the central, but the Orioles a zero percent chance to win. To the be East. fair. That's probably because they're expecting three playoff teams coming out of the AL East. Yeah. It's, tr- it's not true, the but also like, I would if if I had to bet on one of those why teams, even give them point one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously. All right, so sh- should we do the Astros? It's because they have AL power. West. It's because yeah. they have power projected, yeah. which the projections always like power projections. Yeah. So that's we're gonna move on to the AL West. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. And I think yeah, the AL West I think is team to start with at the start here. And like the Central Division the in both leagues suck, <laughs> but at least the the West is fun in both divisions right now. Yeah. Or both leagues. I, I will read off the uh, Pakota projections real quick. Uh, sure. They have the Astros winning 95 games, the okay. Los Angeles Angels winning 85, the Mariners winning 83. That's the, shocking. The Rangers winning 78. We'll round that up to 79. And the Oakland Athletics winning 64. Why are we rounding that up to 79? Because it's probably 78.8 or something. Oh, is it? Point 0.9. Fair enough. Point nine, yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, okay, so the I Astros. Know, like decimals, yeah, the, I don't think any of us. The, the Astros are running away with this division. Yes. Yeah. And that says nothing about the rest of these teams. Does Let's anybody have them not winning the American League? No, I have them winning the league. Yeah, I think I um, the same. The, but this team has just solved baseball, like a math equation. Yes. They've just figured it out. Um, yep. They got it. This is the best. I, I would say it's the best lineup in baseball. I don't know if I 100% believe that, especially with Altuve out. Um, but I think that they have the best. Still pretty good. So, like, this pitching staff is, there's not a lot of names on here, but they are going to be the best pitching staff in baseball. Yep. Yeah. I agree completely. Framber Valdez is my Those are si- names. They have names now. Yes. Framber Valdez is my Cy Young winner. I was okay. very torn on um, doing the exact same thing, but I ended up changing. Christian Javier could throw four no-hitters this year. And yep. I would not be surprised. I agree. Uh, Luis Garcia is going to have to adjust a little bit yep. with the pitching Rock motion. Baby but bullshit. I think he's done a pretty good job seems of that. Seems to have done well. Yeah. To the point, yeah, it seems like he's done a Has anybody been watching spring training Astros games? No, but he pitched last night. In <laughs> I've the, been like following these like, yeah. he their pitched, guys. He pitched last night in the WBC. Yeah. He did yeah. well. Uh, Jose Urquidy, also good. Hunter Brown will probably be like the next like freaking Garrett Cole because like he comes yep. from Houston. Yeah. Um, this this is the best bullpen in baseball too. Yeah. Um, yep. Jeez. Presley, Montero, yeah. Bray, Neris, Stanek, Maton, yep. Gage, and Martinez. This team's a fucking steamroller. I'm going over. I'm saying this team wins 104 games. Um, yeah. I do think they're a little bit weak. I don't know about their depth. This is without McCullers, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I don't think this team has a ton of depth, but it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. they're the Astros. I don't know, Corey so, uh, um, I agree. Uh, the few Dubon. things that I would want to add to the Astros, um, Kyle Tucker is going to be an MVP candidate this year. He was one of the guys that was getting uh, shifted the most, and like he that. was already just amazing. He's going to be even better. It um, pains me to see the same draft round one, pick five, and I pick know, two. I know. Right next to um, each other. Al- Alex Bregman, yeah, just. 
another guy with just off the charts plate skills God. and uh, Jose Abreu is like a perfect addition for this team considering yep. the uh, uh, Crawford boxes in the left he and fits so well there Jordan Alvarez is the best hitter in baseball yep so well it's over uh, yep. anyway yep. I'll uh, say uh, yeah go ahead yeah, I mean, I don't have anything to add, really. I'll say um, I'm happy for Dusty that he won a ring. Yep. Uh, yeah, sure. that's nice. So that's They've kind of watched the standout. Now they're just like villains. They're not like, you know, scourges. I'll they're say, just, you know. Yeah. Now I, they're just like good. Yeah. yeah. Can we, well, yeah. Whatever. I, I mean, I don't, I don't really care don't about yeah. the yeah. trash either. cans. Can we anymore. move on? It's can we move on to the Mariners? Um, yeah, wait one second. Yeah. I just wanted to say. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Real quick. Uh, I think Jeremy Pena is not going to be like the superstar shortstop that everyone thinks he is. I think he had a great postseason performance. I don't think he's going to be like this, you know, all world, you know, I'm shortstop. with you there. Yeah, I think yeah. he's going to be. Vi- I think he's going to be good. He's going to be even great. But yeah, he's uh, yeah. his postseason. He, he played a bit was, above his yeah. uh, above his his cap. I think in the playoffs. Yeah, I would um, agree. The yeah. other guy with a bad eye. Yeah, but that could change. He's young. Sure. And then Tucker and Bregman are probably the most terrifying two three in the league, arguably. Yeah. Actually, Jordan with at four. That's terrifying. Two, three, four. Yeah, um, I mean, they've although they baseball. they do hit yeah, Kyle Tucker like fifth or sixth sometimes, which is really strange. But um, I don't think they will. This yeah, no, we're too big on Morgan. You had something you wanted to say about Drew Gilbert. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> all right. So let's move up. Wait, I had uh, the Astros on 103 wins, first seed in the league. I think okay, I also yeah. am 103 wins. So yep. wait, real quick on Drew Gilbert, Astros first round pick from last year. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if my future self is listening to this, but I would get, I was, I would say, uh, good prediction because you nailed it. Uh, Drew Gilbert is going to annoy Yankee fans for the rest of their lives. He, this guy, uh, came out of Tennessee last year. Uh, and if you don't know who he is, that's kind of understandable. College baseball, not a huge sport, but he is a really, really good player. He talks a lot of shit, and he backs it up, and he's on the Astros. So with all oh, of those things God. combined, <laughs> Drew Gilbert <laughs> is going to haunt Yankee fans for the next 40 years. But I will say, saving grace, we have about three or four years until you have to see him. So yeah, <laughs> just wanted to point that out. Estimated. Yeah. Just wanted um, to get that on record. Here's a quick, a just as an aside, since we're all Yankee fans, do we think at any point in the next few years the Yankees are going to find a way to get by them? They could. Yeah, why not? It's baseball. It's a random sport. Yeah. Interesting. If the Nationals can win the World Series, anything I, can happen. I think that the Astros are more likely to lose to the Mariners in the playoffs. There's a little preseason pre, or a little preview. Yeah, I think I mean, they're more likely to lose to the Mariners in the playoffs, and then we beat the Mariners, and that's the only way we're going to get to the World Series than it ever is for us to be able to get by them to get to the World Series. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it also <laughs> matters that like I feel like teams have an equally good chance of I feel like worse teams have an equally good chance of beating the Yankees as the Yankees do of beating the Astros. Yeah, I mean, so it's sure. like you know yeah. we've we've seen them so many times, and the Yankees have never won those series. But yeah, it's like I feel like it's it's kind of at a point where we're taking it for granted that the Yankees will be back in those series. They're probably going because they make basically it to the weren't this year. They were yeah. so close to not being yeah. there last year. Like Cleveland, Cleveland had looked the better. Yeah. They looked better than we did. The I mean, entire they, they also had a lot of luck. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, um, still. All right, so um, you said the Mariners might beat them. I have the Mariners as the four seed in the east. Er, yep. In the east. In, in the, the east. In Shut the up, AL. NBA bitch. In the AL, I, I the, do too. I have them as the I four think, seed in the AL. I think the Mariners are very good. Um, I'll say that uh, this lineup I think improved by swapping out Jesse Winker for Teoscar Hernandez. Yep. I think that that was huge a, upgrade. Amazing, really good upgrade. I think Colton Wong was an under the radar, really really good acquisition. Yep. Um, and I think I think Cal Rally's winning a Silver Slugger this year. Um, Kellenic, I 
Uh, I'm rooting for Kalanick. I am too. Everybody is. Everybody is. He's, he's one of those prospects that just yeah. he just has not. He's been put killing it, together. it in spring training. Yeah. Um. Okay. So my take. He's on only 23. Yes. Yeah. He's young man. Let the kid play. Younger than <laughs> us. Yes. Uh, not younger than. Uh, yeah. Younger than me. Um. I'll How say, would he be younger than us and not younger than you? I don't know. Shut up. Morgan's <laughs> older than all of us by a lot. He's an old man. Okay. Uh. Yeah. I think I referred. To Morgan at the start as the other style. He was here first. Maybe Brody's the yeah, other Brody's style. You look, who lives here? Um, I think that well. this this is going to be the second best rotation in baseball, <laughs> okay. uh, which is I a very bold take because that's a very it, odd take. It does worry me. Logan Gilbert worries me a little. I think he's due for some. With regression. the Astros is the best. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Wow. Interesting. Um, okay. But I think Casti- what about the Rays. No, because okay. I, I, if they were healthy, yeah, but I can't count on that. Sure. And I do think Marco Gonzalez is going to be re- replacing this rotation by Matt Brash, who I'm really high mm, on. Sure. Yeah. Um, he got great stuff. Uh, Ray, I don't think is very good, but I don't think that'll matter because George Kirby's got great makeup. Yep. Uh, Castillo is Don't a, forget Yeah they have Luis Castillo and they extended Castillo him is a gamer Yep Gilbert p- pitched really well Last year I think he might have A little regression But if he doesn't Then this is the second Best rotation in baseball um, I, I think Castillo Is my Cy Young pick Yeah That's a good pick Very, good. Very could be um, I'm going over 83 I'm saying that They win I'm going to go They're have winning a series Trey Turner Trey yeah, Turner Homer again Wow uh, I'm going to say This team wins 90 games yeah, look at that. I'm, I love I'm, that. I'm going ninety. Over. I love yep. that. And I'm saying like, I who Depoto? Do you have them as the four seed in the American League with ninety wins, ninety yeah. on the dot? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jerry Depoto, GM of the year. Nice. Love it. Um, I, I would put him probably at eighty-eight wins. Um, I think Julio Rodriguez, perennial MVP for the next twenty years. That's all you need to say. Yep. Uh, Ty France, super underrated hitter. The yep. guy smacks the shit out of the ball. That dude is a walking um, bat. I love Tay Oscar. The guy just the guy rakes. Yep. Um, Eugenio Suarez obviously strikes Excuse out me. so much. It's a Eugenio. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. He's fine. Uh, Cal Riley's good. They added AJ Pollock, which is interesting. Yeah. He's kind of teams love to add AJ Pollock. Um, yeah. <laughs> teams do love to add AJ Pollock. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. And and then, like I said, my Cy Young pick is Luis Castillo. I think uh, Logan Gilbert is not a guy I'm particularly high on. I was high on him for a while, but I think he just throws fastballs like down the middle too much. His peripherals just aren't really there. George Kirby, on the other hand, is the exact opposite. I think he's like. Aaron Nola Jr. Honestly, but like the way he pitches, he just doesn't walk anybody. He misses bats. He he didn't miss a ton last year, but he still dominated. If he finds a way to miss more bats this year, he could be a Cy Young candidate. Yeah, sure. I'll say get love up. George Kirby. Absolutely love George Kirby. And I think this team has been killing it in pitching development recently. And yep. that for that reason, like I said, get on that Matt Brash train. I'm telling you, this is a guy last year who he only started five games and he had a four and a half ERA, but he had a FIP of three and a half, which is really good that means that it basically he got very unlucky he had 62 strikeouts and in 50 innings he does walk a lot of guys but i think that's something that you'll be able to be coached out of and he pitched in the playoffs and he was nails in the playoffs so i really love matt brash he throws the hell out of the ball i think brash kirby castillo and gilbert is a hell of a four yeah four it, guys it really is I think, series. so i think logan gilbert needs to find a way to stop getting hit so hard because he's giving it yeah. he, last year his numbers on his hard eight percent well, throwing the ball down the middle uh, yeah exactly he needs to not do that and you know as a guy who throw, he throws a lot of fastballs and he doesn't he should be striking guys more out, and he should not be having as much hard contact as he gives up. But he has, you know, 
He should be better than he is, you know. But he like he has the skills to be better than he is. Basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah, he has yeah. to meet that potential. All right. So, what do you guys um, think for a win total? I so I have the Mariners in 96, which Whoa. is the highest out of the rest of you guys. I know that. Um, but I really like their lineup. I think Kelnick has a way better year. Um, and then the top like six dudes in their lineup are established guys who know how to hit, and they are you know they have the MVP candidate in there with Julio Rodriguez. As Nolan said, he's going to be a perennial MVP candidate every year. Um, Ty France knows how to hit the shit out of the ball. I mean, that's going to be fun. And they added Ty Oscar earlier. You were saying he's one of the best hitters in baseball. Um, which yeah. Maybe not one of the best hitters in baseball, but just has, you know. The, I'd say the, he is. He, he has yeah. the tools to be so. one of the best hitters in baseball. Um, something else it's, I wanted to say about about Seattle. I, yeah. I had 88 wins for them, by the way. But their, sure. their farm system is, like, sneaky good. Yeah. Uh, Harry Ford, arguably yeah. the best catching prospect in the game, even though he probably moves He's off of A-ball, that position. Yeah. Musica um, to Harry yeah. Ford. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he uh, really showed out for Great Britain at the WBC. Yeah. I yep. saw videos. Han Solo Jr. Yeah, that's he, funny. Videos on Twitter of fans in England, like yeah. little English kids eating their fucking beans on toast, wearing their <laughs> Harry Ford jerseys. Beans so, on um, toast. Love to see it. Yeah, Lazaro Montez is a guy who tore up the Dominican Summer League last year. Guy just nails the ball. Um, he swings and misses a ton, but if he can limit that, I think he could be their next great prospect. And Bryce Miller is another arm that is very exciting. Something else, all the way, or uh, also that we didn't really touch on their bullpen. I know Morgan, you mentioned Matt Brash. Um, Paul Seawald had a very good year last year. Andres Munoz had a good year last year. Diego Castillo is great. Um, uh, Andres Munoz might be the best reliever in baseball. They they I, have I, a very very yeah. strong back end of the bullpen. Yeah, very strong. Yeah, um, and that's yeah. I, I think this team is very. Very, very good. Um, that being said, it's not the deepest bullpen. Like Chris Flexen was not good last year. They have yeah. a few guys. Chris Flexen's, yeah, I don't care about him. Yeah, you know, exactly. But I'm saying there's not like they they have four guys basically. Yeah. And that's, well, they get on the Matt Brash a, a little deeper. Yeah, and transitioning from there because I think something about the AL West that's actually very very interesting is the projected two through four teams are all in sort of similar short term positions. Yeah, but yeah. But all their long term positions are just so radically different. Okay. Yes. Because um, Seattle is just entering their their they're built to compete. They're built to compete in the years to come. Window. Um, The Angels are leaving it if they were ever even there (laughs) to have one. Begin with. Should we go with the Angels? (laughs) Let's go with the Angels. Okay, so not the Rangers. All right. Yeah, we'll 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 do them next. So the Angels. Pakota had the Angels at eighty five. I'm hammering the under. This team might win seventy eight games. This is not a good team. Like Pakota has them at eighty five. They have at eighty five. Yeah, that's that's it's always it's always generous. Look, Otani is the best player in the sport. Yep. Mike Trout ever. is Mike Trout ever. Let's just yeah. You want to say that he's the best player ever. Show hey, best player ever. I, I mean, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Logan, uh, Logan, I watched a kid I knew in middle school stare down Otani. <laughs> I'm not gonna ever get over that. It's I don't know. Like it's yeah. just amazing. Anyway, okay. Anyway, on. yeah. I just this team for years. What have we been saying about the Angels? What? Hey, they should add some pitching. <laughs> what did they go out and pitching. do? They get Tyler Anderson. Okay, great. That's like what are you talking starting about? That's the best band aid you could get. This team, I have a bust pick for uh, the year, and it's the Angels. This is like always. Yes, this is. It's so annoying because I don't. I used to be like, we got to get the Angels in the playoffs yep. so we can see Trout and Otani at the I, big stage. Yep. Now I don't even give a shit anymore. <laughs> can we talk about their off season? <laughs> what they did, they. Traded for Hunter Renfro in November. They signed Brandon Drury in December. Who uh, Drury had a good year last year, so that's yeah, fine, did. I guess. Um, they traded for Gio Urshela, and they signed Brett Phillips. So, and they they also signed Tyler Anderson. So it's that's just, what they do. Like, what are you doing? And that's they signed what Matt they Moore. Do. 
They signed Matt Moore. I just, these are not, it's not, they don't do anything that they need to do or they should do. It's just, it's infuriating because they have such a baseline of talent yeah. that if you add anything capable, that team is, it, they could win 90 games with a good rotation. It's infuriating. Well, Artie Moreno, like he goes, I'm going to sell. And then two months later, never mind. Like, that was an incredible that. bit. That yeah. was so funny. Um, but here's the thing. I'm going to say this. Taylor Ward, I think is going to have felt a like great year. like a guy year. throwing his own funeral. I think he just wanted to see what people would say about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Mike Trout hit uh, 40 homers in 110 games. That is just like the guy. That He's injury robbed us of the best home run, home run race ever. ever. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Trout would be the best player in baseball if it weren't for the guy hitting right after him. Shohei Otani, yep. greatest player ever. Anthony Rendon, uh, if you remember, 2019 is like not that far ago. He yep. basically had an MVP season, won a championship. That's longer not, ago than it, it seems. Well, because of COVID. I know, but yeah. that's, I mean, we're now, talking 2019 feels like a at this point. different world, but it honestly yeah. wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I, I have a question. Does Hunter Renfro have like terrible vibes as a human being or something? <laughs> like, why does traded. this guy keep getting moved every year? He's yeah, because he hit. 30 yeah. home runs. Yeah, he's projected to hit 30 home runs. Yep. He, he got he's the, been the a, guy rakes. This is on he's on his fifth team in 5 years. That's insane. That's crazy. He's he shouldn't a be. really good he hitter. He hit 29 homers last year. Yeah. And he's only been getting better his whole career. I just don't Slugged understand. Slugged 500. It. Yeah. All right. Well, Brandon Drury had an amazing year last year. Yep. Uh, Jared Walsh addition. is great. Just going to assume First Jared Walsh is great. Logan Ohoppy is looking like their catcher of the future. Morgan, I think you were going to mention him. Did you have yes, something to say about Ohoppy? I was going to say I really like Logan Ohoppy. I think that was a really good trade that they made. Yeah, me I too. I think that uh, the fact that they were able to swap out Brandon Marsh for Ohoppy and also, you know, Maniac, who like has never put it all together. He had like a brief flash last year where it was like maybe this guy's got something. Um, but... Oh, happy! I just think is I think he's on the short list. I don't think this year. I think next year he's going to be in the top five catchers in baseball. I think Interesting. I can see that. I'm yeah. very very high on him. He's ranked as the organization's number one prospect. Also, right now. I'm going to say I, I kind of like the Angels' rotation, and I feel like I'm not going to like it in like two months. But right I mean, now, I kind of do because Otani is Otani. Right. Pa- Patrick Sandoval, I think, is a good like number three. They have him as their two right now, but I think Detmers is going to have a big time breakout season. Oh, I sure. hope so, bro. Yeah, he's on your fantasy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's 23, also yeah. very young. He's about to be 24. Detmers yeah. is, uh, I mean, he kind of, I'd say, broke out at the second half of, of last this year. This would be I'd a like year so where he puts it together if he's going to. So, like, yeah. huge, yeah, huge yeah. so high on him. I, but I do it, think he's going to have a great year. I like Tyler Anderson as well, like, maybe just for this year. I mean, the Dodgers really, like, figured him out as the Dodgers do. I don't think the Angels will be able to, to no. figure him out, but they might just have to like look at what the Dodgers did and say, keep doing that. So, it's like, yeah, to it, the extent that that works. He also almost <laughs> threw 200 innings last year. And also, I mean, like by accident. Just, you know, yeah, but I mean... Jose Suarez is a four. Jose Suarez is a four in their fifth spot as well. That's I think. true. Yeah. I like Jose Suarez. Um, I think they have a solid rotation. Yeah, their uh, pen is garbage. Yeah. Also, I want to... Jimmy Herc, it's good. Yeah, the, the human glitch. Um, He's the only one. I do want to point out one thing about this team, and that is that their man by Phil Nevin, which is really funny. Hilarious. Um, I, I think that the team performing the way they did under Phil Nevin last year and then hiring him to be the manager. It's really funny. That's why you're what you it's are. It's really funny. That's why you're what you are. And that's what you get when you do shit like this. When you hire Phil Nevin to be the permanent manager, well, hold on, you Morgan. get what you fucking deserve. Who is he replacing, too? Joe Madden. Joe fucking Madden. Like, I just, they are infuriating. Wait, can I just say, my, my favorite sports like story of, of last year was when <laughs> Joe Madden sported a mohawk. fucking mohawk. No, 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 he didn't get to sport no, it. No, he, he, no, he did. He cut his hair so that he would do it. And then he was like, all right, I got to 
mohawk. This is going to put the team like back <laughs> on rotation. Two guys, minutes look, later, guy gets fired from Amazing. his job. Amazing. So the players never see the, the mohawk. <laughs> that's what. That's it sounds what like you a get. Seinfeld episode. That's so funny. So that's yeah. the angels. Oh my god. That, yeah, yeah, that's the they're, angels. They're amazing. Um, don't say anything about their farm. Zach Neto was a great pick last year. I think he's going to be Neto. Is that not Neto? Yeah, Jansen Junk also should be coming around. I do like how a couple years ago they just drafted a bunch of pitchers because they were sick of people saying they didn't have. They drafted exclusively pitchers. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know that any of those guys is coming. But <laughs> yeah. that's just uh, that. All right, so and then let's um, move on to the Rangers. Wait, yeah. Anything? Did we say? Uh, uh, oh yeah, win projections. Yes, uh, I yeah. would put them. I'd give them eighty three. I think they're going to be okay. I, you know what? You know what? Eighty four. I'll go one up. Wow, seventy nine eighty. I put them okay. at exactly eighty one because they okay. are average at best. Yeah. Okay. So the Rangers. Oh uh, wait, 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 wait. Last last thing on the Angels. Does Shohei Otani finish this season as an Angel? Uh, yes. I think he does, and I also think he wins the MVP. I agree with both of those. Yeah, okay. so I they're think just going to let him go. A, he's too big of a box office. Are, yeah. are the Angels so stupid that they will just let him? Because they're they are not. Can we yes. all agree they're they, definitely not signing him? But I mean, yes, no, they are that stupid. Of course they're not. But yes, they are that question. Yes, they are that stupid. But I mean, they could look at what um, what the Nationals did with you know trying to get this huge couple prospects back for Juan Soto. Uh, Shohei would get them. You know, extremely a lot of situation. major league talent. Uh, yeah, but he could get the major league ready talent and prospects. He would get uh, an unprecedented un- haul for an expiring haul. contract. Yeah, um, I mean, it's we are could kind of really set racing against the clock that's here. True, so we got to we okay. got to move forward. The yes. Texas Rangers, Pakota projects at. 78 wins. I'm kind of hammering the I over find, on that. Wait, what was the what was it? 78? 78. 78. I'll, I'll hit the over on that. Yeah. Too. I'm gonna push it. I'll take 78. Okay. I just think this rotation is really funny to me. It is. It's um, hilarious. Just th- this is kind of like a few years ago. How I I think it was the wait was it the Rockies? There was some team who had a rotation of like Drew Smiley. It might have been the Rangers. I think it was the Cubs. Okay, there was a. It was some team that had a rotation where it was like five guys who'd never played for the team before, and yeah. were all like big prospects at one point. And this kind of reminds me of that, except this is better because they have Jacob Degrom. Sure, uh, but sure. Jacob Degrom, John Gray, Nathan Navaldi, and Andrew Heaney in the same rotation Hilarious. is really, really funny because it's wild. This really team could funny. win the World Series or they could be in last place. with yeah, those guys for real, um, literally. Yeah, like every single one of those guys is so high variance. Their lineup is not bad either. Uh, this lineup is pretty good. Um, well, I won't say pretty good. This lineup is okay. It's all right. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah, it's, eh, it's okay. Yeah, it's like, all right. Um, <laughs> Semyon is not a guy that I'm huge on. Nope. Their big had. acquisition this offseason was um, Jacob Robbie Degrom. Well, I, for the lineup no. <laughs> was Robbie Grossman because um, they didn't really hit last year. So Robbie Grossman being the addition, the bat that they wanted. They also signed Clint Frazier. I think yeah, I was just going to say that. Did you guys notice yeah. something? Yeah. He also apparently was like lighting it up in spring training, which I find Well, hilarious. that's what he does. Have fun. Um, yes. Enjoy. I yeah. think the top four is really good. I yeah. think after that, there's a significant drop-off. I think Nathaniel Lowe is one of the most underrated hitters in baseball. Without a doubt. I think that guy is really, really, really good. And I, think I dropped him in our league. It was yeah. just an awful <laughs> yep. decision. And well, I think he that comes from the Rays system, so yeah. what do you expect? I think that when they trade him at the deadline because they're in fourth <laughs> place i think they're gonna get a haul back yeah. um so yeah i'll say i'll say this team won 78 games i'll say that um 78 I, with that rotation is a mean projection i just don't think they'll stay healthy and i don't think john gray That's will fair. repeat last year and also andrew heaney um yeah who was good last year to be fair to him but i just can't see it um his yeah. whiff rate is good but yeah, it's always been good. <laughs> that's that's why people like him. Yeah. That's why he had a good. He got a pretty decent 2022. And he gave he up 48 percent hard hit percent last year. 
I'll say, hit, I'll uh, say that rate. this this team I do admire that the uh, they're trying to win, which is um, a yeah, rarity in baseball. Going yeah, for no, for real. I I kind of said that they were sort of team with a lot polishing of polishing a turd. Yeah, yeah. basically, they're a team with a lot of money <laughs> that wanted to spend it, and they're yeah. I, they they also feel like one of those teams where it's like kind of sick of the way that people see them. So they were just like, you know what, fuck it. Get me DeGrom, get right. me, you know, Nathan Eovaldi, I guess, is, you know, the other guy on the well, list that you could go. Considering the, the state yeah. of the, the final team on this list, yeah. I'm not going to c- criticize the Texas Rangers for spending money. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is this. We talked about how the the Tigers are held here. This team is, like, in the irrelevance tier. This team doesn't yes. exist. They're I also, I find, weirdly enough, I find them boring, which I, you know, I, I don't think I should. Um, it's just that I don't think that DeGrom is going to stay healthy, so sure. otherwise I find them boring uh, <laughs> i also wanted to say uh, ezekiel Durant. josh young is worthy of bringing up because he was yeah. hurt all of last year and this is a guy with a very big bat he would have been in their their lineup last year he was like fully ready he, he really just got hurt he got that awful shoulder injury yep but he's he's healed now i bet this is a guy who can hit like 25 home runs i'd sure. say right out the gate because he should be ready can we talk about a team that uh the, our last team that made some some of the strangest moves of the offseason. We certainly can. Let's do a uh, win projection for the Texas first. and then Okay, yeah. absolutely. Morgan, you had them. I, I'm pushing at 78. I think 78 is a You're good pushing? Okay. I have them at 88, actually. But wow. I also have them missing the playoffs. Okay. That's interesting. I have interesting. them at 86, and they're probably like the first team out of the playoffs. But I can I, also see them making it. That's yeah. the thing. I see them winning 95 games. I see them winning 75 games, which I, is why I said 88. Feels I, like I, a good right in the middle. They're yeah. gonna. Be, I think they're going to be over 500, and I think they're going to be, you know, I think they're going to be in a position at the end of the year where they're thinking that they can make a playoff push and then just completely fail. I think I would be very surprised if this team was under 500. Yeah, yeah I think I having Bochi there maybe is yes. another. But I, I, I just, I just don't see it. Like, I, that's one of those teams where it seems like they're setting everyone up for disappointment again. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, a lot of a lot of wild cards. <laughs> speaking of disappointment, uh, the Oakland A's hell part two setting hell them up two, for disappointment or just already being so, disappointed. I, I, last team on well, our, our last list. team. I got to talk yes. about a couple things here because this team made some moves during the offseason that completely baffled me. Yep. Uh, the first one is signing um, the Japanese pitcher. Or, oh. Fujinami, uh, yeah, that yeah. was so weird. I apologize. I know he? his name. I'm not He's one of those people who call him. That'll be 29. Uh, I, I just don't understand it. Like, I, I'm not saying he won't be good. I just don't understand how he fits on this team. Yep. Uh, signing Trevor May. Trevor May. Uh, <laughs> which is extremely strange considering he hasn't been good yep. in three and a half years. Also, you're the A's, and why, are you, <laughs> why, why is he the highest paid agent? guy on your team? What are you doing? Um, yeah. Just, Jesus Aguilar also. Yeah. Well, that one, I feel like they're just going to try to trade him at the deadline. But, yeah. like, some of these moves, man, like this team is really bad. But I will say this there are a few guys on this team I really do like. Langeliers, I think, is going to have a great season. Yep. I think yeah, he'll I'll be like in the them. rookie of the year conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tony Kemp, I always love. I love guys like that. Um, Laureano, obviously, great defense. He's a defensive fun to outfielder. Watch. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say the pitchers that they got from the Yankees from Montas, Sears and Waldachuk, I think. Or, that hurts. Yeah. And it's not that bad. Sears, it's fine. It, they, they have three Yankee trade, uh, like, like uh, completely bungled Yankee trading uh, starting I'll say, pitchers I don't that think they have in their starting five. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll say, say I don't like think all... pitchers th- aren't very good. Right, I, don't think, Sears and I, don't, I don't think all three of those guys are great, but I will say I think J.P. Sears is going to be good. Yeah. Um, that's the only one, really. Um, 
I like Waldachuk more than Sears a little mm. bit. It's also interesting that they signed Drew Rasinski out of the KBO at age 34. Yeah, see, like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> like this, what are they doing? They don't have a plan. That? They don't have yeah. a plan. And the the other thing is that they should be thanking their fucking lucky stars that Shane Langeliers looks like he's showing anything. Yeah. Because Christian Pache is over for Christian Pache. Yeah, <laughs> Christian dude, Pache is somehow a worse Joe Adele. Yes, yeah. like, exactly. How? Yeah. How are you worse? He's 24. It's, yeah. How do you have a worse hit tool Amazing. than Joe Adele? Yeah, this team has awful vibes, as we all know. They yeah. always do, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Which is which is sad, because Oakland's a great baseball town, and it sucks that they're trying to leave. But uh, Just, by the way, so everybody knows why Morgan is saying that, in uh, 260 plate appearances last year, Christian Pache hit 166. Yeah, there you go. With That's a 218 why. on base. And they got Dude him for just battles. flopped. Yeah. The only other thing I would really want to say about this team is that I think they're just like, they're gonna be in fuck it mode all year, so they're just gonna give a bunch of like young guys a chance. Like I could see Estery Ruiz stealing like yeah. forty bases. This that was year. gonna be something I was gonna say. Like, yeah. They might play a weird brand of baseball that's yeah. kind of fun to watch, just because it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I will say, I think Tony Kemp probably gets moved at the deadline, and I think that whatever team gets him is going to be very happy. They also signed a thirty-three-year-old Jace Peterson in the offseason, which is weird. It's Tony just, Kemp is like anything, honestly. Things. Like I, I like the guy, but he's not. I'm He's a great player. No, I'm not saying he's a great. I'm just saying like he seems like the kind of guy you add to a team that's going to the playoffs, and he gives you a little bit of like personality and sure. Player. I just think he's a very gritty player. I like him. Do you um, guys have any bold predictions for the AL West? Well, wait. Ooh. Do we do win projections? Oh, win projections. I would I love to hear what Pakoda. lower than the Tigers. Okay, what's Pakoda got him at? Uh, Pakoda has them at 64, mm. which is. That's interesting. One lower than the Tigers and one more than Kansas City. Yeah. Which Although, I disagree with. I think Kansas City is better than the Oakland A's. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, I have Kansas City over 70 wins. I don't have the Tigers or the A's over 70. I think 70. they're l- way better. Um, yeah. But yeah. I'll say I think the A's, I go under, I think they win 63. I don't think they're Ooh. as bad as the Tigers. I also have them at exactly 63. Wins. I have them at 58. Interesting. Okay. Under 60 is rough, but yep. yeah. All right. I think they're going to pro- I mean, they're going to have the draft best lots in the draft order for the number one pick yep all right so al west any uh, any last predictions bold predictions um, in the west i mean anyone yeah framber cy young that's really my only yeah one. that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, we want to do quick awards yeah we'll we'll, we'll do awards quick I think yeah we already like kind of did we a already lot of did, we mentioned but, a lot of them but we could but, do a, a rundown we'll do a rundown yes um al west uh the seattle mariners are going to be the four seed in the uh in the al and i think they're going to win a playoff series okay uh i think george kirby is going to Maybe two. himself as like the next big ace in the league. That's good. All right. Um, Anything yeah. non-Mariners related, Morgan? Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm saying uh, tra- they're going to tra- the A's are going to trade the entire team at the deadline, even though <laughs> yeah. they don't really have anyone. Um, sure. But I'm going to say that that involves moving one of the guys that they just got from the Yankees. Sure. So I think Waldo they're moving Shuk. either Sears or Waldo Shuk. I can deadline. see that. <laughs> Here's a hot take. Back to the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we run down the awards real quick? Yeah. Who do you have for MVP? I have Otani. I also have Otani. It's obvious. Yeah, it's like, go chalk, unless know? Judge does... So unless he hits well, 74 homers this year, it's going to be Here's Otani. what I think about that whole whole situation. I yeah. think if you have a healthy Shohei Otani, you have to have somebody that has an all-time historic season to win the MVP. Yes. And I think Aaron Judge had that season. So yeah. like, he, yeah. And honestly, it's good that yeah. they said that precedent last year because if Otani won it last year, he would win it until he's dead. So, yeah. I mean, no, for sure. I mean, well, unless Julio goes like 40-40 or yeah. something. I don't see it. Yeah. Like, um, a healthy Otani just is the most yeah, valuable player. Yeah. Yes. No doubt. Uh, he's the definition of the award, which yeah. is hard to then argue against. Yeah, but, yes. Cy Young, what do you guys got? Uh, I have Luis Cassio. Right. I have McClanahan. 
Okay, I yeah. love that pick. Yeah, yeah I have Framber. I just think building on that postseason he had last yep. year. I was gonna say uh, Framber. Also, I was torn. I I think that the Astros are always terrifying. I just think McClanahan put it all together last year. He's gonna do the same thing. Yeah. Oh, he he absolutely did. I think if if Shane, yeah, no, I I could. Totally if he stays see healthy, it. Too. he's probably he might he might even Which be the goes to that side. the uh, favorite right now. To be honest, probably uh, rookie yeah. of the year. I got Oscar Colas. I just th- I just think his if if you haven't looked up his minor league numbers, take a look. It's horrifying. I do have to look. Dude's built to mash. He's yeah, yeah. Guy. pure hitter. This, every cliche you could say about a baseball player sure. is Oscar Colas. He's a freak. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that's my rookie of the year. What about you guys? Yes. Nolan. Um, I, I think seemed, we're the same. Yeah, I mean, everybody seems to think it's going to be Gunnar Henderson. Um, I could easily see that. I kind of want to pick somebody else just to be a little different if you um, want to take gunner i i don't think that this is going to happen because i think the yankees aren't going to let it happen but volpe i just want to say but i do think it's going to be gunner henderson i could see logan ohoppy um yeah yeah that was he was my second i could see josh catcher. young too i could very easily see josh, josh young honestly I, when I, I think josh young is my pick when i first sat down to think about this josh young was the first name that popped into my head oh yeah <laughs> i'm just worried about the injury a little bit but yes sure. I, I agree i, I think he's yeah really good. i think that's gonna be a thing you have to see is if he like he he was down in power at the end of last year like after like in a very very short stint after he came back and like i think that's just like because of the injury i think his powers is gonna come back but if it doesn't then i think maybe like oh oh Hoppy or just Gunnar Henderson. Yeah, we'll be chalk and get it. All right, boys. I hate to do this, but I do have to. I do. Yeah, have to no, run, run, make a train. Well, we're about to uh, sign off here. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we wanted to say? Do we have anything else we want to? I think we might have an episode. Uh, get off like, our chest. Like a, a midweek episode, maybe. We will. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going to have a a midweek episode, and then we're and, gonna uh, try to get Morgan back next weekend. We're going to do the NL. Yeah, absolutely. Should be good. Um, Morgan, here. thank you so much for coming. It won't be the last time you're here. Okay? Absolutely. No doubt. Thank you for having me. It was great. Do Thanks you have uh, anything you want to plug before we get out here? Got to yeah, plug. Yeah, sure. Actually, can we ask you to plug us? Because I think you have a bigger following. Yeah, I'm going to first of all. I'm going to plug them. You can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Morg of the Flies, M O R G, like Lord of the Flies. And uh, yeah, I'll thank you guys for having me. This was great. Yeah, thanks. Mark. So much fun. All, All right. right. Thank you very much for listening to Mudville, a podcast about baseball and cinema. I have been Nolan Rabine. I'm Brody Staub. And I'm Morgan Staub, the guest. Bye, guys. Thank thanks you for so listening. much. Goodbye. See you next week.